across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ashley. Good evening, dear listeners. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, boy, oh boy, Brexit's going well, huh? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, we're not allowed to talk about the general election. So we won't, but... The country's screwed, isn't it, Catherine? (laughs) The country... I was thinking this today. The country is absolutely effed up. Isn't it really? It's so effed up. And it's almost as if, you know, it's almost as if the people that were warning us that Brexit could be a bit of a disaster, it's almost as if, I don't know, they had done some research and they were right. It's almost as if that, isn't it? I... I'm finding it incredible. Everyone's going, oh, well, hang on a minute. EU's being very uh, hard-nosed with us. and Yes, we were told they would be. We were told they would be. Well, we don't need to make a deal. They just stick two fingers up at them, up yours, Delores. No, we can't. We're screwed. The country's screwed, Catherine. People today, people were doing that thing to me. Well, they, they weren't complying with my wishes. Oh, what is this about so the, to the explain idiot myself par- to people all the time. The idiot parking downstairs. Yeah. We've got ti- we've got right here, we've got a tiny, tiny car park. It's ca- it's around the back. Um on a good day, you can fit in one, two, three, four, five, six you can fit in seven cars without people have if, if, if people want to be able to move. As long as yes. no one parks like a plum. There we go. Okay. And what happened to you? So I came in behind the first person who was gonna park. Hang I'm on a thinking. second. Can I just do, can I just do a, a nice a nice noble thing? Ed, go and get go and make food. Go and make food. Go well well, well then go. pretend that I've he's he says it's in the microwave. That's okay. Um okay. Yeah, so I'm behind the first person who's going to park. Yeah. You know, this is the game of Jenga. Yeah. This is the this is the first move. This is Tetris. Let's let's not be Car park let, Tetris. Let's not be a div about it. I'm yeah. thinking and I'm right behind them. They can see me. So they're not going to Oh, hang on a minute. They are. Oh, oh they are going to they parked so that they were not only blocking. Well, they parked so that three other people couldn't park. Outrageous! And also, I was kind of wedged in. Yeah. And they're about to get out, and I kind of leant out of my car. And I don't like confrontation, really. No. I, I much prefer simmering and hating people. Yeah, just, of course, just, we all do. And just zapping them a little bit, and then yeah. when they ask if everything's okay, I'll say it's fine. And then you've got a great story to tell me later on about a resentment that you're exactly. carrying. Yeah. No, this time I thought, no, this is this is ridiculous. This is an affront. So I, that's fine. So I leant out of the window and I said, sorry, excuse me, could you, if you park down there, then I can park there and then other people can park here. Yeah. Oh, we parked here earlier. It was fine. What? What do you mean? I said, okay, well, the thing is, you're blocking three other parking spaces. It was obvious they had to move forward a foot. And just buy a smidge. Would be all right. Just and buy a smidge. Everything would be all right. Just a, just a tiny bit. But they'd parked there before and it was fine. Oh, oh right. Okay, my mistake. I'll people, just park my invisible people. wonder wagon over here and people could, I don't know, park on top of it. People. It was just one of those moments where I thought, really, do I have to explain myself to you? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if I was them, I'd be embarrassed that someone had had to point out that I'd parked like an absolute... Yeah. 
Anyway, so they moved it begrudgingly. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I got the train in tonight because I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling well. I really I'm so I hate to go on about it, but they should um, forget your cancers and your AIDS and stuff. Why don't we learn more about tonsillitis prevention in school? Because honestly, I I this is not me for a dozen. I've been out of it. And I, and I sl- got home last night and I slept for 12 hours straight through. I woke, I woke up, it was ten past nine. I thought, oh, I've missed the kids going to school. I'll get up in a minute. Then suddenly it was quarter to two. It's like, oh, all right. And I had, uh, the body did that thing. It tricked me. So for an hour, I felt all right. Oh. For an, I thought, oh, I'm better. I'm, I'm on the other side Were now. you still horizontal at this point? I was horizontal. Yeah. Then I had an email from someone who's helping out with the Eddie Large thing. And, and, and fair play, she's been very patient asking for some pictures and stuff and i thought i'll get that sorted so when i got that sorted and then i was wiped out again and there's me texting my wife going i'm i'm fine now i'll pick up the kids from school tomorrow i'm gonna drive into work today me, 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 me. and um I, and, and then i was wiped out after finding some f- finding some photos on a harder drive that uh, wiped me out exhausting um so i got the um I was going to drive in, and it's expensive, but I, I didn't. I got a, I got a cab to the train station, the train through to Waterloo, and then I'll get I'll get a cab home tonight. And it's expensive, but it's um, it's cheaper than me not working and not getting paid. And uh, it feels like I'm doing something. anyway. Well, it's also cheaper than you smashing your car up and potentially hurting oh, yourself God, and others. The thought of driving. I've got to drive tomorrow, but the, the thought of it is anyway. So we're on the the the, the train. I I don't mind. You can't open the windows on trains anymore. Really? They've seen, yeah, the ones that, that you could, even the ones you could pull down a little bit. So you've got like a little... The little top flaps. They're, they're all locked up. Are you kidding me? They're locked up. Because that was the source of a lot of my pet peeves when people used to open them and freeze me out. I am old enough to remember when you, to open the train door, you had to pull the window down, lean out and undo that. And you could do it before you even got in the station. They weren't even locked. You could do that. You used to love that. Open it as it was coming. Beautiful. But so, yeah, so I was in there and I was hot and I'd, I'd got two drinks. I bought myself a latte that I didn't enjoy and I treated myself because I thought I need a bit of sugar, right? I bought um, Lipton's Peach Iced Tea. Oh. I saw it at the, the kiosk and I thought, yeah. Is I'm, it fizzy? No, 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 no. It's flat and it's very, very sweet. And it's, it's like, it's like a sweet peachy water. Is it is iced tea made from tea? Yeah, yeah. Is it? Because mm. that sounds disgusting. I've had it in America. It's really nice on a hot day. I mean, I've never had the real iced tea, but when when we go to, to like Greece or something, I, I fill that fridge with Lipton's iced tea, yeah, yeah, peach, yeah. please, because I will just cane that. Like, there's no tomorrow. But I wouldn't get a cup of tea and then put ice cubes in it and squeeze a peach in it. I've done that. Have not, you? Not a peach, lemons. Yeah. After I came back from but America, it, I thought I could it, rerun the fun. It's never the same. But what is it? Is it Builders? Yeah. So PG tips. Mm-hmm. Don't brew it too strong, though. Okay. Uh, so I had that, um, and that was that was good. It was good medicine for the soul. And um, we are going along, and then this woman gets on. Right, people. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, we'll start the show in a minute. And and I'm sat there, and I'm I'm really because I've got my sunglasses on because I'm sensitive to light, and I'm just trying to hold my head. And I'm, uh, and I'd been, I'd texted you a bit, and I'd texted my wife a bit, and so, I've, and that had wiped me out. I was like, yeah. and this woman got on. <laughs> I can't do that too much because that real. Real. She was doing the most disgusting 
cough. <laughs> she was sat on the other side of the aisle. You thought, you dirty cow. <laughs> you dirty, dirty woman. Now, I wasn't looking at her. And she was doing, like, big hacking coughs. And I'm thinking, I'm a sick man. She shouldn't be... And I was, I was getting really angry. I was thinking, she shouldn't be doing that near me. That's outrageous. Um, so... Did she have her mouth wide open? Well, he, this is the thing. Then I looked at her. And then she was talking to herself. I thought, ah, OK. We're, we're dealing with the wrong in here. There's no... There's no... And then she got up when we got to Putney... She was going, what station is this? What? Maybe she had an accent. What station is this? What station? Oh, it's Pony. And then she went and sat down the other end of the train. I thought, that is good. She infected them. It's just disgusting. It really is. People. (laughs) I remember once (laughs) being on a train. Yes. And the bloke behind me was eating crisps. (sighs) But it was one of those, it was the section of the train. I hadn't been fast enough to get on and get the table. So I was in those those two seats where they're kind of wedged in. I like him I ordinarily, but this seats. guy was in a two-seater behind me, and yeah. it felt like his mouth was about about 30 centimetres away from my shoulder. Okay. And he was eating crisps. Intimate. <laughs> All the way. Have you seen Gary Lineker's had to come out what? and say oh. he doesn't have sex with crisps? This is in the... <laughs> what? This is in the papers today. <laughs> he, Gary Lineker... You has, couldn't, they're way too salty and he, sharp. He has had to say... <laughs> okay. He doesn't have sex... I don't believe you. Let me ...with just... crisps. <laughs> this, is, this, this is broken Britain. This is the world that we are... It's true, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Thank you. It's a Glastonbury flag claim that he, and I quote... Say it, say it. Shag's crisps. <laughs> He's a crisp shagger. Oh, Gary. You He's don't a crisp need to shagger. To this. He's had to go. When our c- citizens. The thing is, I've always got a soft spot for Gary Lineker. Then I remember when I did They Think It's All Over, and he was a complete arsehole to mm. me. So, actually, all the bad press he gets, he deserves. He, des- he was horrible to me. What if he was just me. having an off day? Twice I did that show. Oh. Twice he was having an off day. Yeah. I, so, every time I, I think about that, I think, yeah, you deserve that. You deserve that. What do you reckon, line one? <laughs> Uh, uh, hello? Yes? Are you, uh, am I online? Am I y- there? Yes. Oh, I'm, well, I must be on delay. Um, how are you? Don't, right? don't start speaking radio language as though you know what's going on. You're on the radio, start talking. Okay, people, huh? Yep. I, uh, you reminded me uh, what uh, I was going to phone up about last week, and uh, I got <laughs> distracted again. Okay. Um, people, huh? And it would have flowed very nicely into a topic, because just before you started talking about... Just get to what you're saying, for Christ's sake, man! What is going... Just say it! I don't need a preamble or or a prologue. Just get to it! I I found out that my friend isn't who I thought he was. He's the kind of nice guy I thought he was. Yeah. Running the marathon. um, You you did a story about that guy who went all wobbly. And what he... uh, And the time he crossed the line after help... Oh, yeah, he cheated. was was about... Two, two hours fifty, still very good time. He cheated. He couldn't finish the marathon, so two blokes had to carry him. He right, still got his right. medal. Disgusting. I think my, my friend ran the marathon. He's a very good runner. And uh, I figured out he, he got in like two minutes 48 or something. Wow. And I figured out, because of the time difference, that meant he ran past Mr. Wobbly Man. He just ran past him and he so wasn't he, the guy. He didn't want to help a he sick man. Up. He didn't want to help a wobbly leg sick man. that is outrageous. 
Peter Although Plant. I respect him for not right. kowtowing to cheats in the marathon. He got a PB. He got a PB. It was his personal best. He got a personal best in uh, speed terms, but in terms of spiritual terms, he got a morality, personal worst. Yeah, yeah. He, he sacrificed morality for speed. I hate everyone that's ever run a marathon. <laughs> I really do. I really, really do. Even the snail man. Uh, um, especially the snail man, the deep sea diving man, the the ones in wheelchairs, yeah, I everyone. Them. I hate them because they're not trying. They're going, oh, I'm doing it for fun and I'm not really trying. Yeah. But they are really trying, aren't they? Yep. I think if you're going to do it, just, just admit you're trying really hard. It's really hard. I've trained for ages and I'm trying my hardest. Exactly. That's it. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Oh. Hello? No, too slow, mate. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hang on, let's try this one. Uh, yes, line one. Hello? Yes. Hello, Ian. Yes. Oh, sorry. Hi, I didn't even realise I was on. How are you? Uh, it's Rob. Hope it's all okay. Here's, here's, I'm, let me lay, let me lay down the law, right? Because I know, yeah, I notice, yeah, and this isn't a go at you, uh, caller. This is a go at every, everybody, right? What people have started doing recently is coming on and asking irrelevant questions to which my response is, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. So, so everybody, stop asking the, the irrelevant, semi-rhetorical, go on, you can sneeze, Kath. I'm holding it in. Okay. Stop asking the irrelevant, semi-rhetorical questions where the only response is, yeah, yeah. Just get, just get, get to it. You know who's the biggest go on. person that does that? Uh, go on. Paul and SP. Is he? Well, yeah. You wait. Go on, line one, go on. Right, what I wanted to talk about was about uh, people and how much I uh, generally despise them. Here we go. So, this uh, is going to be a great show tonight. Yeah, so. This is a classic. <laughs> go on. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chef in a, in a restaurant. And uh, the amount, of, the amount of annoying people that come in, is, you, you, you wouldn't, you would not believe the amount of, of morons uh, frequently. Tell me about, tell me working. about the morons that come and eat in your restaurant, Rob. I want to hear this. This is oh. gold. So we go, you know, we'll be having a nice evening, a nice, a nice steady evening. I'll get these people come in. Oh, the pork belly dish you do with the, uh, with the butternut squash puree. Oh, can I have chips with that instead? No, no, you can't. You, you can't. <laughs> just, just, just have what's on the menu. That's why I've written the menu. That's why it costs what it does. Well, well hang on a second. Hang on a second, Robson. So, what is this? Me- what is this pork-bellied meal you're offering without chips? Hey, no chips. It's got a nice. It's got a beautiful potato and butternut squash puree. So you're offering pork belly. Has it got the nipples on? Because I like the nipples. I don't want the nipples. I'll have the nipples. I love a crunchy nipple. I'll yeah, have the nipple. Like remember, yeah. That's why Catherine doesn't like yeah. it. It's a subject close to her heart, <laughs> literally. Um, I will have the crunchy nipples. Um, and you yeah. say it's got, what's this, mashed potato and pumpkin pie? Yeah, nice butternut squash mashed potatoes. So, you know. Yeah. Could I, could I get, could I get chips with that, though? If you pay for them on the side, sir, of course. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, oh, so they don't want to pay for, they don't want to pay for them on the side. You're having, you're having it. Oh, it or no. get out. I'm not having that. If, if you want <laughs> chips, you have chips on the side. No, of course, of course you no. do. I misunderstood, Rob. I apologise. Rob, this is a man who likes to have, like, what do you have? Custard and no, ice cream. I have hot apple pie, custard, cold <laughs> vanilla ice cream, and if I'm feeling plush, I'll have um, double cream on top of that as well. He's an absolute machine. And I also, do you, get, do you get this, Rob? I get weird looks. I like three drinks at a meal. <laughs> I'll have a hot drink, my tea or my coffee. I'll have yeah. a, a fizzy drink, Sprite, and I'll have a glass of tap water. Uh, 
I don't know what to say. I, I really, uh, usually I agree with you, Ian, but I think you're out of order. Yeah. Rob, Rob, listen, we... OK, that's fair. He's handcrafted that menu and you're fizzing it all with that <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> I like, I like, you've seen me do it, the three drinks. I do like it, the fact that you have, like, a cup of tea or something. Yeah, yeah. Like you're sitting in front of your telly with a tray. <laughs> well, I'll go. Can I have a Can I have a, 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 cof- a coffee? Do you want that after the meal? No, no, no. I want it. With, want it. Nah, I want it. And I also want... No. I'll have a, I'll have a Coke and a glass tap water, Did you please. do it in that really posh place? In, which, which? in Manchester that yeah, served yeah. the good meat. Yeah, yeah, of course I did. Oh, they loved it, didn't they? Of course I did. I, I, I want I want three drinks. I and g- can I have it on a tray on my knee? <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with Rob, though. If you want chips, that's fine. Yeah. Pay for them on the side. Then if when the chips come and you pour it on your plate, that's entirely up you. To know you. what this is. This is the American <laughs> thing where people think they could just swap it out and uh, what they say goes. They don't realise he's sat there and worked that menu out, so it's absolutely mwah. <laughs> Tonight's show is fuelled by the fact I've lost um, about £15 in the last eight days and I'm delirious. 0344 <laughs> 499 Late Nights with the Leon Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. By the way, dear listener, if uh, oh Manchester, they were doing the show from a listener's house on Friday. Bloke called John, is it? Yes. Um, and then Saturday at the Three Minute Theatre, which is a lovely little venue in the heart of Manchester. Saturday night, we're doing um, the Rabbit Hole. Me and Catherine, mm-hmm. five tickets left. Um, even if you don't want to come, buy them. I think we should put them in chocolate bars. So. <laughs> like Willy Wonka. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, could you get Paul back, please? It, uh, uh, this place is in Affleck Palace, by the way, so... If you want tickets, there's five left, guys. They're, they're going to go. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian, I-A-I-N, dash Lee. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian, dash Lee. Um, and we'll see you... Now, normally, at these these things, me and Kath stick around afterwards and shake hands and have pictures and stuff. I've got a feeling... The, it's going to be brief on Saturday because I'm going to go back to the hotel and sleep. Also, you're quite infectious, aren't you? Oh, you don't want to come anywhere near me. I've He's got riddled. Terrible... Um, so we'll we'll, we'll 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 stick around briefly on Saturday. I'm really sorry to do this because I always think if people have put money in my pocket, the very least I can do is shake their hands and look them in the eye and have a picture taken. So we will do it, but it will be brief. Um, because I'm just, I'm just knackered. And I, if, in some ways, I'm kind of dreading it Saturday. I mean, it'll be, it'll be fun, but, um, it's quite hard work and I'm, uh, I'm absolutely, uh, shattered. I'm going to go and see my gran, so there'll be stories. Okay. <laughs> um, record something with your gran. Actually, that's not a bad show. Bring, bring your if gran she's down. feeling well enough. Bring your gran down the rabbit hole orally. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Just, just to, oh, by the way, and I say this in jest, but I also say it in meaning. If you've got a Rage Our Diary, make sure. Even last week when I wasn't in, Mark, 10 till 1, Monday to Thursday, the whole, just, Monday to Friday, excuse me, just, just, just mark it and, and tick it, please. Is there a space for like stars and smiley faces or is Whatever, there... just make sure, if you've got a Rage Our Diary, I've just seen one of our listeners has got a Rage Our Diary, uh, I think what I'm doing technically is against the rules, but I don't care. Then ticket, please, for all that is good and holy. Even if we're not on, just tickets made, don't matter. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I get to see the tweets that go out. Talk Radio obviously had Simon Danchuk on James Wales show. <laughs> and Talk Radio has tweeted 
No, it's on, it's on Delaney's show. Um, MP Simon Danchuk tells Delaney man, Corbyn Stooges have banished me from Labour as punishment for speaking out. Mr Murphy has tweeted, and for being a prick, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Incisive political comment. <laughs> oh dear. <coughs> oh, that's made me laugh so much. Uh, that <laughs> See, this is what I want. I want people like Mr. Murphy commenting on the election and Brexit and all of that. Forget you, Julia Hartley Brewers, and Sam does a great job, right? But forget him. I want Murphy doing your, your interviews, <laughs> Mr. Murphy. Um, good evening, Alan. Hi, Ian. It's good to have you back. It's good to have you back, Ian. How are you feeling? Terrible. Because I've had tonsillitis myself, it's a killer. What? I've had tonsillitis myself. It's a killer? Well, no one told me that. They just said I'd be wiped out for a couple of weeks. I had it when I was 19. Did it kill you? Well, boys, I had bronchitis as well. Right. Did either of those kill you? Because you did come on and say the disease I've got is a killer. No, in a metaphorical sense. Oh, it's a metaphorical killer. Oh, in that case, then, I shouldn't, uh, uh, I shouldn't panic. Well, well, when I had tough lives, I couldn't get out of bed for three weeks. Well, but you're a lazy get. No, this was, it was the Christmas holidays and I was off college as well. Uh, what did you do at college? No, I was doing my MBQ level one in admin. And how's that um, helping you in the big wide world? Well, I got me level two, but I wasn't able to get a job because they say you need more experience. I mean, hello, I've got qualifications. What more experience do you need? Yep, that's, that's, that's true. Uh, what you got for us, Al? Well, I, I don't have much of all. I want to give you a rundown to what happened last week. Um, I, what in what in on on the show? Yeah, I don't really care. Well, Tuesday and Wednesday, you oh. had Jake Yap. He's right. going to tell you anyway. Uh, <laughs> and Tuesday, I spoke to Jake, yeah. and we were playing a sing along to three, two, one. Okie dokie. And thirdly invited, we had Denny Kelly on the show. Yeah, I know. Not the WM guy, but the guy from Talk Sport. Yeah. And we were talking music. Oh, yeah. And I was posing musical... Oh, I've accidentally <laughs> pressed the button that cuts him <laughs> off. Honestly, I don't... I couldn't care less. I could not care... I've, I have... Um, I, I have no idea what was going on last week. I didn't know I'd spoken to Scott three times. And I started having a go at him, saying, why are you asking me so many questions? <laughs> hey, um, Scott, if you taped the um, Madeleine McCann thing tonight, it's not worth watching. Yeah. What an hour of waste. That's a strange sentence. Um, uh, but but what, a, what an hour, I'm going to stick with that, what an hour of waste. The first 20 minutes, they, they're basically saying the McCanns did it, right? And outlining, then, yeah, outlining the case yeah, against them. But, but then they go, then after 20 minutes, when, if you're just casually watching it, they're basically saying, well, the McCanns did this, and the McCanns did that, and the evidence pro- says this. And then after 20 minutes, they go, but actually, none other evidence backs up, and the McCanns didn't do anything. And you think, well, right, well, that's 20 minutes wasted. And then they spend a lot of time 
into trying to get people to talk about it that don't want to talk about it. The arrogance of television people, where they think everyone wants to be on TV. We don't, you charlatans. And these are people who've already been grilled by the police, sometimes two sets of yeah. police. And so the so there were three fellas that were accused, that, that were suspected they'd robbed the place and they killed Madeline, right? And so two of the fellas said, nah. And, and it, there was no evidence to back this up. Two of the fellas said, nah, I don't want to talk about it. The f- they got the third fella to talk. Yeah. Simple lad. Mm. You know, he's, he's, he's a bit touched. I felt, so, I couldn't watch it. I felt so sorry for him. He's an old boy who's obviously not quite all there. I don't know what the technical term is, but he should not have been interviewed on TV on his own. He wasn't there. He wasn't, I mean, literally he wasn't all there. It was incredible. And then in the dying minutes, right, they go, but we found a list of people that the police talked to. And if you look at this list, they've all got crosses by their names, which means they were ruled out. Apart from this one man who's got a question mark by his name. Well, we're on our way to find him now. And I'm thinking, right, you're on your way to find him. Your TV, right? You know if you found him or not. So they spent five minutes in driving and we, we found... He's, he's got a job um, running a little boat in a cove. Right? And he goes, he's down there. And so the fella comes off the boat and um, they say, he, he say, right, we, we, can well, we... the camera's straight in his face for a start. Yeah. It doesn't know what they want to talk yeah. to him about. It's very can, pleasant. Can we talk to you? Oh, yes, of course you can talk to me. What would you like to talk? He thinks he's there for like a little tourist film. Straight away, first question, Madeline McCann, right? His face and fell, you see this it? fella, this face, this fella's face drop, and he's like, oh, gee. and um, and this guy's badgering him, and the guy says, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't really want to talk about it. I've lost my job over this because because people thought I had something to do with it. It's, uh, there's no proof. It's never been proven. I've not been charged with anything. None of the police have found any evidence. But because I was questioned by the police, I've lost my job. He's ru- he's running a little putt-putt boat in a cove. That, and they're, they're just d- 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 trying to destroy him. This, this reporter's trying to destroy him. The poor fella. I couldn't believe it. It was so, then literally the last 30 seconds, the bloke goes, well, the police now think a woman may have been involved. Anyway, that's the end of our 10-year anniversary special. It was television at its absolute worst. It was awful. We learnt nothing. Old wounds were, were stirred up. It was terrible. That poor fella had lost his job. The poor old boy that they thought had robbed, robbed and murdered. What? Awful. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Darren in South Shields, can you call back? Because we just can't get through, guys. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Yeah, I, I'd never thought that tonsillitis would be so bad i mean just and i was having terrible dreams last night for anxiety dreams and i've realized i've got a new recurring dream and this dream was that um i was driving with my dad and my boys it's a dream about dads and uh we stopped off at this sort of 70s sort of theme park and we were laughing at it because it was a bit rubbish and stuff and then the kids went and saw a magic show and i was trying to phone my dad up this is this is the uh. thing this is the, i was trying to phone my dad but for some reason on my phone it had predictive Right, and I hate predictive. I've never understood predictive. So I'm, first of all, I'm trying to type it. I'm 
typing in trying to type in granddad on my phone. I don't know why. But it was just coming up with like Graham, and I'm going, oh, I thought, oh no, that's not his name. Dad. I said, no, I'm trying to type in dad, and it's come up with like Daniel and stuff. Oh, And then I'm like, right, um, Malcolm. And it's coming up with like Matt, and I'm just there for ages. I've got to phone, I've got to phone my old man up and, and tell him that we're going to be a bit late. And, they, and, and of course, I can't phone him because he's dead. And that's what the dream, the dream was. It was, it was um, me not being able to get to my kids and do some good dadding. But I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to get to the kids, but I've just got to phone my dad up. And I couldn't get through to him. Because he's dead. He's dead. That was my dream. Th- dreams are supposed to be um, a little bit of light relief in the misery of the world. And there's me trying to call my dead dad. And go, I can't, I can't, oh, nuts, can't get through to him. Unbelievable. Here we go. Let's see if this works. Yes, Paul. Hi, Ian. How are you? No, I'm not, I'm really, I'm really, really ill. I feel lousy. Uh, I know, stupid question. Yes, yeah, stupid I, question. Because you were talking about liking drinks and having drinks on a train today. What? What? And you're weighing on the train, the iced tea and things. And you've lost 15 pounds in eight days. Can I, can I suggest something that might be good for you? You are the worst offender at what is now... You're right, Catherine. You called this completely right. The quick recap. You are the worst offender at my new pet hate. Uh, yeah, OK, I'll get on with it. Well, no, uh, no, because I'm saying it now, because uh, this has got to... This is, this is becoming the rules, right? People, don't phone up with a little prologue. Just get to it. And also, don't phone up and ask me rhetorical questions. Because it just leaves... Because I'm not even... I'm not going to bother answering them anymore. And there's all these... So you feeling all right? You're talking about drinks on trains. Okay, I'll say straight away. A drink I should suggest that might be good for you is a McDonald's strawberry milkshake. <laughs> for tonsillitis and for not losing weight, Yes, I don't believe in fast food or McDonald's, I think, but a McDonald's strawberry milkshake might make you soothe your throat and make you feel a bit better. The last meal I ate um, was Tuesday, was Wednesday morning of last week, and it was after I'd been to the doctor's, and it was a McDonald's um, egg... McMuffin. McMuffin, mm. and, uh, which was actually too much, and now I'm thinking of it, I'm, I'm gagging a bit. Was but, it with sausage or bacon? And two hash... Browns and um, I think I had a Coke because I needed sugar and I needed salt. I knew that I was my body was shutting down. I needed sugar and I needed salt, and I, and I did. And my my body uh, my body speaks to me. Okay, so can you try a McDonald's milk strawberry milkshake? Not right now, mate. I'm busy. No, I know, but maybe on the way home. No, there must be. Uh, McDonald's at Waterloo Station on your way home. Uh, yeah, the train's finished in about 20 minutes, so I'll be getting a cab, so no. Has it got to be strawberry? Can it not be vanilla? No, it could be... Yeah, OK, sorry, I don't mean... Yeah, it could be vanilla. Has it got to be McDonald's? Can it not be another brand? No, I think it's got to be McDonald's. He's right, they are very They are very delicious. Mm. And I did... I, I, the night, the Tuesday night, I went out to try and get one, and they didn't have any, so I had to have a McFlurry instead. And did that do oh, What chocolate did you have? A flake one or a, what one was it? Paul, for someone who doesn't believe in fast food, you're very au fait with their menus. <laughs> because because I take my son there, even though I don't agree with it. Oh, you're a good dad. 
Yeah, his son is a special treat. He's really, he's really health conscious, my son. In fact, he's only 11 years old, and six months ago, he decided to become a vegan. It lasted about all of two months. Oh. That's, that's great, Paul. I, I, I'm going to cut you off. Um. <laughs> oh, bless him. He does try, doesn't he? People think I'm being mean to the callers. You're, you're so wrong. I, if anything, I, this is more love than Paul has been ex- has, has received in the, since his divorce. This is more... I, I am giving love to these callers. Most other radio presenters wouldn't spend so much time nurturing these uh, simpletons. But, Catherine, I am prepared to do that. Sacrifice. Speaking of which... Evening, Darren. Even again, you, even right. The thing is, you can tell that you're bad, like. Yeah. Yes, no. Hello, Ian. You all right? Yeah, I get. I don't know if you were listening. This is actually a new rule, right? Um, uh, I don't want any prologues. Yes, get I was straight. To, no. Well, then, 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 why did you? Why did you just do what I said was my new pet hate? People asking rhetorical yes, questions and leaving a big empty silence. Because I'm not answering. I am not answering those questions anymore. Okay, point taken. So, on that subject, in '75, do you know when we were younger and you mentioned the ice cream thing and what happened then? Um, we had our, I had my tonsils and adenoids removed then, right? Ian? And uh, we got ice cream twice that weekend. It was like a Victorian era, and I remember it happened. So. That's all it was. That's why I asked how you were, how you, how you're feeling. Thank you. No problem at all. Right on another subject. Okay, did um, they just get yeah. onto it? I will do. I the different strokes thing. That's all I was going to go get to. <laughs> that blew my mind. That yeah, the bicycle man. Wow. Yeah. Me at them. What I want to know, what, what, how did he, how did the dad, you know, the, the rich dad at the beginning, yeah? Mr. D. How did he, <laughs> I forgot his name, but how did he come on and sort of warn before that was sort of shot? Did you see that part? What do you mean, how did he, how, what do you mean, how did he warn? He, war- he, he warned about that particular... But he didn't episode. warn, he didn't <laughs> warn, um, Arnold in the show. It's as if he knew. So he warned the audience, but he didn't warn the little boys that were going to be molested. So, uh, oh, right, right, I was going to say, like, because I was... That is actually, I hadn't thought of that. So you're saying that Mr Drummond was part of a paedophile ring involving him and the bicycle man? (laughs) No, you said that, not me. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to summarise from your call. Well, that aside, that aside, um, it said that there was a part two, and what, what I wanted to know, right, it was ridiculous, but what was his, what was his, what was he really trying to do? Was it, did he have an alibi? What, did Mr Drummond have an alibi? Yeah, exactly, yes, thank you. He was in his trailer at the time, waiting for his scenes right. to be filmed. I'm on a boat, right, you know the bike, the, the bloke that fixed the bikes? Yeah, the bicycle man. Yeah, yes. the wrong one, the nonce. Yes, the nonce. Um, That's what they should have called Well, him. there you go. Well, he was, he was a wrong one. He right? was. Um, he was a nonce. And then the bicycle the nonce. <laughs> the, ah, exactly. <laughs> he... What you're about to watch is a very special show. We've got it, The Bicycle Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We think you should watch this with your parents and discuss the issues raised. (laughs) About the bicycle Uh, uh, (laughs) nuns. 
Right, well... What was your question? Well, did you see... What was he trying question, to do? Did you see the second episode? What was his real reason? It couldn't have been because he was a nonce. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been because he was a nonce? Well, I couldn't have been, because it was a flipping eighty show that was, like, sort of award-winning and just, you know, recognised. What do you mean he couldn't have been a nonce because it was an award-winning show? But, right... He was a he was a nonce. You've said it yourself. He was a nonce. He was trying to have sex with the two lads. He couldn't have been one. Why? Why? Because he was on TV. I watched that one. What about Jimmy Savile? Flipping heck! Jimmy Savile was on kids TV. He won awards. Look what he was getting up to. Well, you know, I didn't throw on his knee, did I? Didn't touch me. So you're saying. You're saying that the bicycle man I know what you're saying, I? is is a misunderstood character in American well, television no. folklore because he, he he wasn't a nonce because he no, was on different strokes. Don't say I'm, I'm not sticking up for him in any way, shape, or form. You're running, man. Cat, I'm missing <laughs> something. You talk to him. I don't want to spoil it for you, but you know it's pretend. How did well, how did you make that pretend? <laughs> how how was that? Episode, right? A wind-up? It's impossible. No, I'm impossible. not saying it's a wind-up. I'm saying it's, you know, acting to portray a story, and the story yeah, was that, of a bicycle nonce. That... <laughs> Catherine wasn't of a bicycle nonce, was it? What? It was! <laughs> it couldn't have been! Why? It couldn't have been! It's it, drama, it could be anything! I watched it, man. Well... Look, you tell yourself whatever stories you need to to get by, but I'm afraid yeah. that was the story. <laughs> glad glad we could clear that up, Darren. I mean... <laughs> I love the fact that you thought Mr Drummond was somehow complicit because he did the warning, but still let the boys go and play at the bicycle mess. <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't have been a nonce because he was on different, different strokes. Fair enough. Seems legit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Don't forget to tick your Rage Our Diaries. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee. On air and off the <laughs> On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, Gatford. Evening, boss. Did that last bloke think that um, the, the Different Strokes is a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, um, <laughs> did he think it was real um, life? I, 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 who knows what that last caller oh. uh, thinks is going on. I don't know. Um, I'm ringing because I think I think you and I, you and I share something at the moment. Yes. Um, I too have returned back to work probably a little too soon. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it, man. <laughs> what were we thinking? We think we think. I tell you, what I did it. I did it because every day I don't work, I don't get paid. All right, that's fair enough. I got a yep. few quid in the bank. I, I'm all right. I did it because I didn't want to let people down. I did it because, you know, in this business, you don't, you don't want to be... We've had, I've had some brilliant people filling in for me, so you don't want good people filling in for you when you're off. And I did it because I thought, I'll be able to do three hours uh, a night, and I'm sat here, Gatford. I'm just feeling... I feel absolutely shocking. And I feel bad that you've had to get the train... I mean, I know, you know, hey, you had to get the train in. Hey. It doesn't sound like a big thing, but if you're not well... It's the worst thing. In, I mean, like, I'm on public transport myself. Well, okay, I'm going a shorter journey, but I got the crutches. Yeah. Ooh. No, no one's standing up. No one's. No one's uh, well, the train at this time of night hand. is is pretty empty, so that uh, yeah. that's all right. It's you know, I, I can sit still yeah, for fifty five minutes. Get this, I went but, on the tram in Nottingham with the girls on when was it Saturday Sunday? Yeah. Did, uh-huh. any, did anyone stand up and let the girls sit down? No. No good. 
Good. You could have offered. Hang on a second. No, 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 no. I know they've got little legs. They don't mind. No, 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 no. You do not stand up and offer children seats. The mum, sure. Granny, sure. Granddad, sure. But me, yes. You you do not stand up and offer kids seats. Are tiny, you no. Tiny, tiny children. A, a boundless energy. No, I think it's how, I, I think it's awful. As it was, they enjoyed riding the tram. They thought. It was or the surfing. worst thing is when you say you say to a mum, "Do you yeah, yeah, go on, you sit down," and she goes, "Okay, thanks." Girls, go on, get grab that That's seat. Exactly what I would do. And I go, yeah. actually, so, girls, sorry, I was offering it to your mum. She didn't want it, so technically it's my seat. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, don't offer seats to kids. Yeah. You do not do it. <laughs> so I was just wondering, you know how Kath's helping you because you know getting through this 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 period of adjustment. Yeah, is she available for hire on Friday when I go back to work again? Um, well, you've got you've had something proper wrong with you. You've had a toe lopped off, man. That's, yeah, I know. Uh, it can't be I'm, a toe. Going, well, true. Yeah, can I borrow your toe? <laughs> how how are you? So how are you feeling, Gatford? Well, uh, up till about Saturday this week, I was feeling quite buoyant and okay. Then they changed me beds. Mm-mm. And Sunday, I spent most of the day in bed with nausea, uh, which they did say might happen. And it, the, the annoying thing is, when they say we're changing your meds, you think some sort of scientific thing has gone in the background. You know, someone sat down and worked hard, oh, his bloods do this. And, mm. and, and more often than not, they go, we'll try this and see what happens, yeah? Mm. Oh, it's <laughs> a lot of whistling in the dark with those things. So, uh, yeah, Sunday wasn't good, but I, and, and I had a bad day at work yesterday where I, I seemed not to do anything right. You know that day where, you, like, you know, every button you press is the wrong one, and, you know, I, I got someone some new keys for the office and then gave them mine, oh. which I needed back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was tricky. Yeah, that sort of thing. I should, uh, the re- another reason I came in early and I should is, because I, I know we've got these shows in, in um, where are we going, Manchester, and I kind of wanted to get up to fighting speed of fitness fighting weight um in time you got for the Eddie large thing as well didn't you and oh, new york the, the, eddie, uh, the eddie large thing is the end of june new york's a yeah, month know, new you, york's a month yeah. away i, I I'm, I'm confident yeah. i'm gonna pull it together for um for new york i'm confident of that but you know you want people to hear the show and yeah. you know buy tickets and whatever but i am thinking i don't know if i can come in tomorrow i'm sat here drenched in sweat and, y- and my you stomach is killing me if you're not up to it, you shouldn't have to. This is what my boss and I discussed today. She yeah. said, should you be here? Yeah. And it was a very good conversation. Because I, I probably would have said, oh, yeah, I need to be. Mm. But actually, because I'm the worst person for making the decision for myself sometimes. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. Because as you say, I have that same guilt of, oh, I'm letting people down. Now I've been back a few weeks, or a week and a bit. Now I've picked up the work again. I'm like, I can't, can't go off again, can I? Mm. Can't reset it all back to zero. Here's the thing, right? And this is the thing. I was explaining this to Kath a little bit earlier on. Here's the thing, Gatford, that gets me, right? Yeah. It's uh, the worst thing that's happened in the past week. I have lost all my passion. I have lost all passion. I don't care about... I I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it. I don't care about this Mm. show. I don't care about the show on Friday in Manchester. I don't care about the rabbit hole. I don't care that we've not got one for this week. I don't care about... I don't care about any of it because you're exhausted mm. you've got nothing left Be- yeah because emotionally you've been drained of everything else yeah maybe i mean i'm guessing that comes that comes back i don't know but i just how how do you how do you and this, this how do you emotionally refill yourself i know that's not like a oh tell me your best three tips it's like how do you do that because i don't know for me that's a good question how i it? do it that's a good question that's deep in it 
It is deep. Um, yeah. Because you know you can do it physically, and there are ways you can do it mentally, but emotionally, how do you top yourself up? But then the way I feel now, tonight, about this show, must be the way that I, most people feel about their jobs. Most people don't care about their jobs. They do just they? crack on. They just do it. Mm. They just do it. And I'm lucky that my, you know... Uh... Yeah, you're worried that you don't feel the same. My thoughts yeah. on this, just go with it. I got, um, I, I, it turns out I bought a load of rubbish last week, Gatford. Off my face, I bought a load of rubbish. These parcels, are, they, they come here and these parcels are rocking up. But one thing I bought before I got ill um, uh, was I treated myself to a really snazzy camera that i've been eyeing up for ages really expensive camera so i can film some hd 4k stuff right mm-hmm. it came today and um i opened the box looked at it went uh yeah okay put it back i couldn't care less couldn't care less about it the, th- the thing is is that that's probably what used to get you excited because mm. I, I i i did something similar i bought myself one of those smart watches not an expensive one yeah and I've been wearing it, and, and now I'm like, okay. And and actually, I wasn't wearing a watch before, and now it's like, I'm wearing a watch again now. Mm. Why did I want to do that for? I've lost my but, watch, and I don't care about that. And you know I get a bit funny when I haven't got a watch on. Kath, I've lost it, I don't matter. Be all right. Well, at least, because you take it off for the show. Is it showing it under the desk or something? You no, know? no, it's gone. It's gone. It's not, I've not had it the last couple of days. It's like, oh, I don't know. <sighs> it don't matter. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I'll come back. I'm, annoyed, you find it, I'm finding it hard as well to get excited about my kids. Right, okay, well, look. my actual kiss. It's because you're absolutely shattered. It'll come back, but there's nothing you can do. you just got to give it time, is what I think, anyway. I'm annoyed as well that only Paul Ross got in contact with me. Obviously, (laughs) Kath and Ed, you you know, (laughs) presenter-wise. Well, um, yeah, Kath Kath was in touch and um, and Paul Ross, but I don't know any of these people. I don't know, though, these people here. Yeah, but that's that's Paul Ross saw me whinging away on Twitter and and offered his hand as he occasionally does, because Paul Ross is a much more sensitive soul than anybody would give him credit for. He's a good man, Paul Ross. He's a very good man. Um, But that's, you know, that's how it goes. Um, Dredge! And a very good evening, and Ooh. welcome to the exciting new sound of talk radio. Oh, wow, that was good. as a voice. <laughs> First of all, uh, <laughs> I just want to say I, I really enjoyed the um, love letter to radio thing. It was nice, that, wasn't it? I wish we'd thought of calling it that before we put it out, but it's, it was good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, did, we, which, did we put an interview out today, Catherine? Yeah, we did. Mendoza. Mendoza. Mike Mendoza off and, and uh, Caesar the Geezer are now out there. If you guys want to go and grab them, go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. Tomorrow, James H. Reeve. Friday, hey. Ash Gould. And James H. Reeve is about 40 minutes, yeah, isn't it's it? Long. So it's a long old chat. Really good chat. Really good. What about the Blackburn one? Was that was that a lot longer? Or was no, that, that was pretty time? much. That was pretty. It was shorter. Yes, um, that was pretty much how it, how it went. Uh, the James Whale one and the James H Reeve one are uh, both significantly longer, I would imagine. And I was talking to Ash oh, today. Thought... Sorry, I was talking to Ash today, and he said, "Oh, I didn't tell you half my stories," and started telling me some real oh. juicy gossip. So we might have to have Ash part two. We'll have him again. Yes, yes. What I found odd was that all these people seemed to just stumble into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I, know, they just. Well, Phoned up, say, "Oh yeah, I'm. I know all about radio." And next thing you know, they're 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 on the air for ten years. You know, yeah, that's how I got into radio. I stumbled into it. It's uh, it's it's the best way. But I was going to tell you about this weird thing that I discovered. Um, there's a radio station that is called it's called Fix Radio. Okay. Purely aimed at builders. 
<laughs> oh, well done. Because cause those guys, they don't listen to Capital Gold, do they? They need their own specific radio station. Is it all building-themed songs? <laughs> Well, I, I, I have to admit, it's only, I think it's only been on the air for about three days, and uh, you know, I, I haven't—I must admit, I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, I looked on the Twitter, and it says things like "Fix Radio, we're nailing it." Oh, hang on a minute, see we can. If that's the way they're going, just, they're going to have run out by three days. I just, I just feel like you know, it's a schedule of you know, building filled fun. Hang on a minute, let's see if it's on um, the, the TuneIn Radio app. Let's, uh, yeah, I just, I just, because I was just looking through this weird radio website fix radio surely they won't be on tonight builders all knocked off haven't they <laughs> well, it's not it's the polish point, ones yeah. oh yeah it's true street fix radio radio fix the f- let's no okay let's see if we can find it on um oh where is it where is it hang on a minute fix radio i mean i can't think of any building songs if i had a hammer bob the builder <laughs> there's two fix you Copeland. <laughs> Um, Coldplay, of course. Fix radio to target tradespeople in London. Paint it black. Radio launched by the world's richest plumber. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's got to be a Pimlico plumber guy, isn't it? Yes. Right, okay. Hole in the ground. Hole in the ground. Bone of Cribbins. Yep. Building a bridge. Building a bridge. Breakfast show presenters, Trev and Ben. Well, how do we... Hang on a minute. Bridge over troubled water. Yeah. Mm. I mean, actually, we're stupid for not thinking of this before. Hang on, there we go. This is, yeah, this I is mean, it's quite niche. Of, um... It's very niche. Oh, Why didn't they get Tony Blackburn in to do the opening is my, is or my something? computer on? Here we go. Here we go. Is this it? Here we go. This is the opening of it. The opening of Fix Radio. That's rubbish. Oh. They need to improve that their signal. Right. They, they need to improve their signal significantly. Dry they need to build a build a better transmitter. That's <laughs> what they need to do. Well, um, there are well, good luck to them. You know, good luck to them. There are um, radio stations all over the world, and some are pony, and some are good. And uh, you know, I, I, I always, I always, uh, if anyone can make a living in this business, then the best of luck to them is what I say. Good luck, guys. <laughs> is what I say. Thank you for that, Dredge. Okay. Ta-ta. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Well, what have we learnt in the first hour of the show? Well, we've learnt that Gary Lineker is not a crisp shagger. Uh, Mr Drummond knew all along. Yes. Um, and I think that's... Uh, pre- I don't like the rhetorical questions at the start of uh, the calls. It seems to be a new trend that's um, creeping in. So I'm just, I'm just kind of you know trying to knock it on the head before it becomes too big a thing that's all that that is so don't don't be offended um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call you know the score you can phone in and talk about pretty much anything um you want there are kind of rules about talking about the general election now but you around that you can you know apart from that you can talk about pretty much anything uh you want i'm still not feeling particularly well catherine is uh, sitting in the studio metaphorically mopping my brow as um we tiptoe through effed up britain <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm you know i was talking the other day about not feeling proud to be british mm. i'm actually embarrassed to be british at the moment i'm embarrassed because we all look like a bunch of idiots, don't we? It does seem a bit of a shambles. Oh three four four 
499-1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. Making any sense, but it felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day. Secret, dear listener, uh, that one of the people we're going to be hanging out with in New York City is Amani Coppola. And I am absolutely thrilled, because I've been a fan of her since Legends of a Cowgirl. When when was that? I nicked that from Horizon, so that must have been 97, 98. And I've always thought she was brilliant. I've always been a huge fan of her. Um, and I find her 
uh, refreshing and talented and beautiful and terrifying and um, just, just uh, and we're going to go and hang out with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring loads of bleeps with you. <laughs> Make sure you've got enough bleeps on your computer because yeah, you have to edit that. It's going to use up a lot of my luggage. <laughs> so we're hanging out with her, which is brilliant. Other things that we got lined up, well. Uh, well, okay. Let's say some of these names. Richard Bacon has said he'll he'll chat to us. He doesn't know if he's going to be. He lives in New York now, and he doesn't know if he's going to be there the week that we're there. But if he is, he's going to talk to us. Um, John Ronson. We're going to go walk John Ronson's dog with him. Um, Maeve Higgins from uh, what's the name of her podcast? Maeve in America. Maeve in America. Uh, you've got homework to do, it's dear brilliant. listener. Brilliant. Uh, Maeve in America is um, is a, a podcast only about forty minutes long, and. Um, it sounds really worthy, and it's not. It's, it's, well, it is, but it's also it's brilliant. It's funny. It's uplifting. Um, it's about immigrants living in in New York, living in America, because she's Irish and she moved to New York, and she is just the most charming host you could possibly. Well, there's no edge to her. There's no. no it's just it's just delightful. That's the word I was looking for. Because you listen to it and you think, you know how you just want to. You just want to hang out with her because she's just such a nice, funny, she keeps it light. Some of the stories are really heavy. She's honest. I just, oh, I think she's great. So Maeve Higgins, Maeve in America, is a podcast you need to listen to because we're speaking to her nine o'clock on Monday morning. (laughs) So she's going to be on the first show. Um, You also need to listen to Keith and the Girl because we're interviewing them and I'm going to be on their podcast and they've had like proper... But the, the reason I found them is because they have one of the kids in the hall on there, which is one of my favourite sketch shows. Um, they have proper comedians. So I'm going to go, it's going to be really weird. I'm going to go and um, be interviewed on their show. Then we're going to interview them for this show. And then we're going to use their studio to um, to do, to transmit the show. So that's happening. Hopefully we'll get Chris Gethard from um, uh, Beautiful Anonymous. The, the, if he's in town, we, he's going to speak to us again they don't, he doesn't know what he's up to, and he's a very busy man. But that is, um, I think, is one of my favourite podcasts. Um, and then on the Wednesday, it's looking very likely that we're going to... And I, I've got no idea of the technicalities of this. But on the Wednesday, the second hour of this show is going to be us as guests on a show on um, WFMU, which is the radio station. Remember, we had, you may or may not remember, we had Amanda Nazario on, who, who, who does a show on there. And it's this brilliant radio station that is publicly funded. And I want to mention to a friend of mine, who, who kind of goes to New York quite a lot, said, oh, we, we, we're doing a little thing with WFMU there. He went, whoa, you're working with those guys? So um, it's looking likely, if we can get the technicals to work, that, this, that, that, that an hour of this show on Wednesday when we're in New York will be us, guests, me and Kath, guests on a show on WFMU, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's happening. Steve Gutenberg is going to uh, hang out with us if he's in New York. Um, There's someone who is promising to drive a heck of a long way to come and see oh, us. Oh, I don't even want to say that. No, but let's just leave that down. I don't here. even, because I thought he lived in New York mm-hmm. when I said, oh, hey, man, we're going to be in New York. You're you around. He said, well, no, I live four hours away, but I'll drive down. I said, oh, man, you can't, I, you, honestly, that's really kind of you, but I can't ask you. Went, no, 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 I'm serious. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drive down, I'll get some business done. I replied, okay, then. So I don't want to. I don't want to say it, but um, yeah. If that, he does, it'll be amazing. That will be amazing, um, and that's all we've got lined up so far. And if that was all we had, 
That would be a mate. We're going to like a salsa club on Wednesday night. Have I told you this? Oh, are we? Yeah, we're going to like a salsa club on Wednesday night. Cool, I dance salsa. W- w- one of the people that, that runs it, I've, be- I've been in touch with, and she said we can go down there and uh, record some interviews and stuff. So I said, beautiful. We'll come and do a we'll we'll come and do a little bit of salsa. Um, and that's and that's it. And I and I've you know we've not been emailing people for the last ten days because I've been poorly. And that and and if that were if that were all we had, dear listener, if that were all we had, that would be a pretty pack. Uh, Tell you what, it's not going to be. Yeah. Us sitting in a room when we might as well be anywhere. <laughs> You're going to be there with us. It, it, the, the, there, it, it's a bad day if um, we get a show where it's just us doing it from a hotel room. Now, we might actually have to do a show from a hotel. Or I might be doing something at um, um, a stadium as well. I've got someone who works at a stadium who's interested. Um, uh, you know, because we can plug, we're taking this box, this Comrex, which is this big kind of portable studio. You plug it into the internet, and it's kind of pretty much broadcast quality. If you've got good ears, you'd hear the difference. And it's flawed, and it's got a few problems with it. But, and we can do that anywhere. Um, and but what we really don't want to do is do it in our hotel room, hotel room. You, you plug it in there and go and well, okay, let's. Uh, oh, we've got Alan on the line. Even in, uh, there's there's no point in doing that. I might as well do it. You might as well do it from my house. You know. Um, so we're trying to make sure every show is coming from a different location. Um, that will hopefully have noise in the background. We'll certainly hopefully have people we, that will walk past. We can grab and we can bring them in, and and, and that's the plan. And there'll be loads of um, pre-recorded stuff. You know, we we aren't planning on. <laughs> so, so we get there Sunday evening, nine o'clock Monday morning. We're going out meeting Maeve for an hour, and then you know the the plan is to. to, to what time's the show over there? It'll be five o'clock. Mm-hmm. The, the, the time our show will start over there. It'll be five o'clock. The plan is pretty much from nine until four is just out recording stuff, editing stuff in the back of cab, sending it over to Ed, um, and then by four, getting to where we, you know, getting to the place we're going to do the show from, just to do all the technicals. That's the plan. And you'll be able to phone in for bits, you know, it, but it's not going to be exclusively a phone-in show. But if you, you will, we'll make sure that there are certainly bits where you can call in, but a lot of it is going to be, well, today we went and did this. Have a listen to this. We're going to bring New York to you. That's the plan. Um, I just realised we've left us, like, no time for fun. <laughs> we get there Sunday night, 9 o'clock Monday morning we're working, we fly out Saturday morning. Yeah. That's, um... Oh, well, maybe next time. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to uh, give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, Pablo. How do? How do? I am in the Mallorcas right now. Oh. Is that a region? Yeah. Uh, well, to be honest, my ge- geographical knowledge is flawed, so oh. I, I couldn't answer such a question. Okay, mate. Well, it sounds like you've uh, managed to uh, find the way to the local bars, so that's good. Oh, several mojitos. There we go. Sorted. There we go. Now, my question being... Yes, Pablo. ...is... Um, I, I have two children with the same woman. <laughs> this is um, okay, yeah. <laughs> can can uh, you get a third from another? Well, well I, I'm not going for a four by four, but uh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, I'm I'm all set 
for a proposal on holiday, but each step along the way, yeah, huh? it's not necessarily working that way. Oh, so you you want to propose no. in the Mallorcas, but you're having a tough time with your missus and you're arguing a lot. Well, it's a family holiday. Yes, we're at um, a, a, a Thompson Resort. Okay, that's great. Excellent resorts. Yeah. Oh yeah, honestly, everything is. Is it all inclusive, Pablo? Is that that would explain a lot? Oh, hence the mojitos. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm I, I, I'm concerned whether I'm trying to um, cater to the event or whether I should uh, what? maybe hold off until a more appropriate moment. Because do you I'm want to marry that... her? Oh well, a hundred percent. Do you think she's likely to say yes? Children. Well, we, we spawned two children and have. Right. Have a so house. why don't you just go and propose to her now? Yeah, but it's if it's part of a family holiday, it's a bit. I, I'm well, trying to pick my moments, right? But um, well, don't just go and do I it. Think, well, what moments are you waiting for? Well, they're all asleep now. I'm, I'm going to have to. Hence, with it being a family resort, I'm <laughs> trying to pick the moments to be away from the family resort to do it. Do it in the lavvy. Just, it's not quite happening, but. Um, you, are you telling me that on this Thompson's Holiday Resort there is no opportunity for you and your missus to be alone for 30 seconds? Well, potentially, but what what kind of quality is that when it's, you know, you're, you're in between the widgets or the whistles or whatever they call it and... The, the fidge, fidget you know, whistles. What are they called? The fidget whizzers. The, the, the new things. There's a new thing. The new thing, the new thing. It, apparently, fidget when, spinners, when we're fidget all spinners. asleep, they yes. fix everything. Yeah. It's the widgets or the whistles right. or the... Pablo, I don't think you love this woman. I, I love you make, You don't make... You're yeah. making excuses. You are making... Here we go. I'm not breaking any confidences here. Right. My, um, my hairdresser um, got sacked from uh, where he works, OK? So I had to get my hair cut by a new bloke. It's very exciting. Well, of course, you don't work here anymore. Why not? Oh, you don't know? Yeah. Anyway... So I got my hair cut by a new bloke, young lad, 25, and he was telling me um, that the next day he was going to propose to his missus. Oh. They've got a little boy, they've been together five years, and he was going to propose to her. I went, oh, that's exciting, whereabouts? He went, Harry Potter World. Now, <laughs> that is busy. That is busy, Harry Potter World. But she loves Harry Potter. Well, no, I, I, I appreciate and understand that, but um, obviously th- this this holiday is purely for the kids. So it's... Well, yeah, then don't do it on the holiday, then. Well, exactly, exactly. I, I don't, don't love her, don't marry her. Or not. If you don't can love I, her, can I well, stick... No, oh, easy, Tiger. Can I, hang on, Kath, can, let's, get, let's get a woman's, uh, the gentle Can I stick type. my two pennyworth in? You've mentioned your kids about six times in the in this conversation. thought about marriage before you No, haven't. what I'm thinking oh. is, it, you know, it, it's a family... It's a family thing, isn't it? You're there together, and the kids are part of it, and part of the reason why you want to marry her, aren't they? Well, exactly, and the ideal is to have them incorporated within the situation, but I know if I try and get my daughter involved, she's going to say, Mummy, do you want to... She's going to ruin it. She's well, gonna hang, ruin on, it. hang on a minute. 
what you're about to say there was not the ruination of the proposal. It was, was the, the making proposal. of the proposal. That was the making. Right. How did you, you te- really how did you get engaged? Well, uh, d- I asked Susie. To, Susie, what was going to Susie was going to go up to mummy and say, so, but instead she just went, daddy wants to marry you. There we go. There's your story. Bear the mind. Well, that, that, that's what I'm after, but I'm very aware of how, uh, rubbish my children are. So, uh, it, it, if I try and set this up in that way, it's, it's gonna fall flat. No, it won't. What, 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 I don't understand what will fall flat. What are you expecting? Like, are you, are you expecting to go underneath the balcony with a rose clenched between your buttocks or something? It doesn't have to be a massive deal. It's supposed to be about you too. Bring on the you trumpets. Four. <laughs> Bring on the trumpets. Exactly. Make it about you four. Go out and do it on a pedalo. There you go. Go and do it on a pedalo. The four of you on a pedalo. Do it in the hotel room before you go out. <laughs> well, that, that's all part of the all-inclusive lifestyle. I don't know if it's uh, it's, it's to my detriment to my to, to my positive. Help me, mate. Help me now. We've told we've told you what to do, and you, you're not you're not interested in our advice. So, uh, hey, so no, you, no, I'm I'm listening. We've I'm, told I'm, you. I'm, I'm, and what did we tell you to I'm do? Prone. Uh, do it now. Well, not now, because you're drunk, but do, do it. Do it tomorrow. Get the kids involved. See that. Well, w- what I'm hoping is mm. I'm going to wait till we get to uh, we go. some sort of beach. Yeah, keep beach putting it element. off, keep putting it off, until, and, uh, keep putting it off, and then you'll get home. And that'll be that, and you'll go, oh, nuts, I missed it. Next year. So, d- d- no, do it tomorrow. Smuggled a ring through customs. That's exciting. I've done that. That's exciting doing that. Well, I couldn't sit down for a, at least a couple of days. Steady. After the fact. Mate, do it tomorrow. Don't Steve. keep putting it off. Just do it. That's it. As soon as we get away from the all-inclusives, okay. it's happening. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let you know. Okie dokie, please, please do. Jeez, just do it, man. Just do it. I do, I do struggle with the couple's that um go we should probably get married yeah yeah you asking might be oh. go on then yeah, all right let's do it, uh, do, uh, was, uh, you make an event of it Mine yeah was... but i also don't want it to oh uh, i don't like it when it's a massive when it's got to do with everybody else even people that don't know oh you. don't do it in front of people that's rude that is I mean, there was a story in the papers yesterday um you know, at football matches in America, yes. or baseball matches or whatever, they have a big screen and it'll come up on the screen, um, Julie, will you marry Steve? And it'll have the shot of them because it'll have been prearranged and stuff. And the woman went, nah, <laughs> nah I'm not having, nah, I'm not doing that. Do you that. know good what? It takes strength of character to do that. Yeah, good, uh, good, good for her. Um, because um, I don't think you should uh, propose in front of people. In front of people like I know, that. the worst thing is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. Oh, oh, no, you're you not. No. Oh, you absolute winker. No. Oh. That is second only to the Jeremy Kyle proposal. They do that, don't they? Yeah. When they're, um, they're having an argument with their um, missus. Or the DNA test come out and it's not great. They'll propose to the um, the other one. I do wonder. The state of the human race in... Um, what are we, 2014? Something like that. <laughs> Here we go. It's the scientific breakthrough couch potatoes have been waiting for. The benefits of an arduous workout without even needing to break a sweat. This is it. This is it. The pinnacle 
of science. And exercise in a pill could be a step closer. Sweet Lord Jesus. With a drug that mimics the effect of training for long-distance running. So you take a drug... (laughs) (laughs) So you'd be lying on the sofa, sweating and panting. And you're getting fit. (laughs) Watching the aforementioned Jeremy Kyle show. (laughs) You should go for broke and uh, wear one of them muscle belts as well. Well... It may have the potential to help those unable to exercise because of conditions such as diabetes, heart problems or laziness. Yeah, I've got that. The drug, which has so far only been tested in mice, I will happily um, be the first human volunteer for this. I would have a go at this. Mimics the way that a runner's muscles shift from burning carbohydrates or sugar to burning fat. Professor Ronald Evans senior author of the study from the Salk Institute in California said it's well known that people can improve their aerobic endurance through training. Well yeah of course that's aerobics that, that is what it is basically about the question for us was how does endurance work and if we really understand the science can we replace training with a drug what a bell The study, published in certainly one of my favourite journals, Cell Metabolism, found a gene which, when activated, made mice resistant to weight gain and highly responsive to insulin, the same qualities seen in very fit people. Then they found a drug which activated the gene in normal mice after eight weeks and boosted the animal's stamina. Mice that had been given the drug could run on a treadmill for 70% longer before they were exhausted. This is not what we were sold. We were sold, lie down and get fit. This is, take this pill and you can run longer, assuming you're running at all. Well, the study's first author, who's got an excellent name, Weiwei Fan, said, It means you can improve endurance to equivalent level of someone training without all of the effort. A drug which burns fat instead could be used in elderly, obese or otherwise mobility-limited people are unable to exercise. I know you've said that already. We've, we've, kind of, um, we've kind of got that point. Well, I would, um, I would take a pill to make me fit. I would say, do you know those, whenever you see um, uh, footage of people getting fit in the 50s, mm. you'll always see men and women on those machines with the belts around <laughs> yes. them. Yes, jiggling just them. Just vibrates. Did they actually do anything, those belts? Was there was there any positive effect? Because the, the 50s and the 60s were made up of women standing in them and then turning around slowly. So And I've got a feeling, I think my nan had one of those at home. And she said all it did was make her itchy. <laughs> did they, what were they called, those machines? I don't know, a jiggler. <laughs> Just a jiggler? <laughs> I've seen a video of a, of women in a gym and they're kind of wearing just normal clothes like yeah. slacks and jumpers and that and those pointy bras. And one of them's on one of the jigglers and one of them's on like a like a mangle. <laughs> oh yeah. It was kind of I think they thought that you could massage it off in those days. Cuz that's a sim- that's 03444991000. You get vibration plates. 
training. Well, now, don't you? Yeah, I, well, that helps build resistance. Mm. So you do, but you do exercises on those. I've used those. I didn't like them. Horrible. But so that you have to that, sort of um, adopt a brace position. Yeah, that, that that you strengthens your balance and your core. Your core. I go to. I, I haven't been to the gym for a couple of weeks, obviously, but I, I've been going to the gym on and off for years. It was about the core. Really, really feel it in your core. I've, I, I have never said, I'm really sorry. Do you mean my stomach? Do you mean my tummy? Is that, is that what they mean by core? Your tummy? Can you really, uh, really got to feel this in your core? What, what is I that? Think it is. That's my tor- tummy. I think it's your torso. I think it goes a bit higher. So than you me. want me, well, no, hang on. That's my solar plexus. Mm? That's my solar plexus. <laughs> there. Yeah, but. You take a blow to the solar plexus. You know about it. Hey, a fella tweeted me the other day by the name Peter Britt. Um, and he asked if I was feeling any better or something. I looked at him and I thought, I don't recognise the face, but I know the name. Now, we talked earlier on uh, uh, last week about um, the um, movie starring Roger Daltrey and Chesney Hawk Buddy's song, filmed in Slough, filmed in Peter Britt's house, right? And um, Peter Britt, I remember, uh, Peter Britt... Now, I don't know if it's the same guy, and I I didn't say to him, are you you Peter Britt? From Buddy. Because um, he was a big fella. He was a big lad. And this is at the age of nine or ten. Big, massive lad, right? And if you punched him, your hand had the outline of Peter Britt on it. Honestly, it was I've never seen anything like it. Phenomenal. And I remember we were playing Hulk He, where whoever was on it became the Hulk. Right. It's a good game, Hulk. I just enjoyed it. Did that. you do running in slow motion? That was a bit of that. Yeah. Now, Peter Britt was Hulk, right? And he was coming for me, and he would not. He would not leave it. So he's, he's walking. He's walking along with the wide legs, because right? the Hulk's got wide legs. I'll never forget this. As he came to me, I turned, so I'm facing him. He's about to hit me. And I got my right leg, and I lifted it up and kicked him so hard in the nuts. <gasps> I mean, just uh, it, it, so hard in the nuts, Foul. right? It's the only time Peter Britt was ever felled in the school play- playground. I, mean, I, was, I played dirty. I played dirty. I was nine, nine, ten years old. I played dirty. I kicked him in the nuts. He was down for about ten minutes, right? Ooh. And then... I had to spend the rest of break avoiding him because he wanted to kick me in the nuts. As he should. He wanted he wanted a revenge a revenge bombing. Play, playground justice. And so this night this Peter Britt popped up in my timeline and and I'm thinking he's finding you. And it was well, he's going to find he's, you. He's not. He doesn't want revenge now. Yeah, of course he does. He doesn't. Thirty four years later. Best served cold. Oh God. And it was funny. This name popped up, and the first thing I've thought of. I'm going to find him was, and tell him where no, you are. No, don't. Was facing him and kicking him in the ghoulies. <gasps> Terrible. Terrible behaviour. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's what I don't get. I used to run away from the girls in Kiss Chase. What was Idiot. that about? Idiot. What was that about? And there were some, you know, well, hot th- nine-year-olds. <laughs> the thing is, right, if you hadn't, game's ruined. No, but Mark Dunstall didn't. And oh. he had he had a better game than me. But, uh, thinking back on it, Mark Dunstall had a great game. 
He didn't run. He would walk slowly, or he'd, he would... Leg Fall it, over. He would leg it to... Um, there was like a, a little sort of indentation in the school building on the outside. He'd sort of leg it in there, and then he'd be trapped. Oh, no. And they'd be all over him. Terrible. They'd Swarming. be all over him. And I, I, and I'd think, oh, you idiot, Dunstall. Yeah, but it could have been me. That could have been me. I remember... Um, I won't give last names, because I don't want to embarrass anyone, but um, uh, 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 at the age of ten... 10 because I was still in middle school and I was going out with this girl called Sonia and Colin was going out with Karen you say going out you never went out did you oh no well they probably did they went out and um no yes (gasps) but then what we do before school right we get to school we get dropped off at school I I used to work at school because I was on the same street as me so go to school 0344-499-1000, by the way, if you want to call him. And then me and Colin would meet up with Sonia and Karen, I guess. In fact, Karen's phoned this show before now. If I think. And then what we do is we'd leave school and we go to the park that was round, just round the corner from So you come out and it was just, there was a park there. Uh, but it was just behind my house. And um, we'd sit underneath the slide... And they would snog each other. Karen and Colin would snog each other, right? And me and Sonia never, ever did. And we went there for... Well, in my head, I remember us going there for months. We may have only gone there a handful of times. I never... I could not do it. I dumped a lad once for not kissing me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We were going out all the way through the summer. Yeah. Holidays. And we used to get on really well. Yeah. I was a bit older than him. And he... he how old was I? I must have been about... I might have been about... 12 and he would be been 11 mm. didn't kiss me and all my friends were going on about it oh you haven't you and and that added to the pressure actually yep. and i remember having to dump him and i felt terrible about it but i'd been building up to it and i did it and on that particular day there's this re- he had this really heady kind of aftershave on i oh. assume and i it was giving me a headache and i just thought right the time is now the time is now it was like rehypno he was wearing it was awful Oh, and the, oh, there's worse. Than, oh God, I felt terrible about it. He was a really sweet, sweet kid. Yeah. And I finished with him, and he was upset, and he went home. And then I realised it was my mum's. Um, like, do you remember them Glade mushrooms? Yeah. <laughs> it was that that was giving me a headache. It wasn't him at all. What do you mean? He was wearing your mum's Glade mushrooms. No, the smell that was knocking me sick was the uh, like the plugging mushroom thingy. So did you go back and? No, no, I. Liked he still it. wasn't putting out. No, still, he still wasn't giving me the goods. So, but then it turns out he'd been on holiday and he bought me a present and his mum said he was gutted. And tough. He... How old? Well, he was 11. Yeah, tough. I tough. Know. He should have, uh, you know, Kerry Wakeford dumped me, um, oh, surname, um, when I was 12 because I didn't kiss her. I was too scared to kiss her. Yeah. And then I went out with her years later and uh, I made up for last time. <laughs> I'm allowed to kiss her. Well, I never saw him again. But uh, first kiss, where was your first kiss? On your face, I'm hoping, Catherine. Jeez! It was round the back of Stevenage Ice Rink. Is that a euphemism? No. With Nicola, a French exchange Sorry, student. Sorry, the girl? No, this boy. This is wonderful. A boy called oh, Nicola. Nicola! I showed you a picture of him. We looked him up on Facebook. Nicola. He's really, really hairy now. <laughs> he wasn't then. He was like... He looked like um, Davy Jones from The Monkeys. Oh. He was cute. There was a kid in my street called Davy, David Jones. Oh. Imagine that. Gosh. Quite a common name. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it was him, and it was a proper kiss, and it was embarrassing, yeah. because it was like, it was like a washing machine, you just kept going round and round and round, oh, it was horrible, and I kept thinking, at what point am I supposed to breathe, 
And at what point can I wipe my face because it's going... I mean, it was just a very wet kiss. And I kept pretending to cough as I could wipe wipe my face. But that went on for quite a while. Has your technique improved? Um, no, not really. I wouldn't say. I did get the thought. I mean, I'm, he's a Frenchman. You should know how to do it. My right? first kiss was fifteen, Kerry, um, on the steps of Slough Bus Station, and then I didn't kiss again for another two years. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, was it because guilty feet have got no rhythm? No, she dumped me oh. again. Um, then we went out again later, and we made up for lost <laughs> But um, I was obsessed with that when I was at school. Um, but um, the, the the thought of the. the why don't they have kissing lessons for kids? And I don't mean... They did. It was called Dynasty when I was a kid. No. <laughs> well, that's it. You think it's all... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I would practice on the pillow. I, get I didn't the realise there was any tongues involved. I get the pillow and I go... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they should say... They should have, like, a, 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 a teacher. Right. I, mean, say, I think that's frowned upon these days. No, no, no. It's not, it's not practical. But you say, right, guys, we're gonna, just going to talk about this. So... Kissing. You've heard all kinds of things about um, all these different phrases going around, French kisses, rainbow kisses, all these different... Ki- have you not heard of that? Oh, jeez. I'm not even going there. All these different phrases. Basically, what happens is you open your mouth. Um, you, the the, the con- convention is you tilt your head to the right about 15 degrees, although you, you can work around with that. Some people throw it to the left. That's your problem. Your tongue goes in. Explore the teeth a bit. Boom, that's it. That's it. Explore the teeth? Well, like it's some sort of dental exam. Oh, yeah, making sure they've got clean teeth. <laughs> making sure there's no extra dinner in there. Oh, I'll right, right. tell you what I like as well in a kiss. Here we go. Ed saying it sounds like the bicycle man. That was a documentary. I'll tell you what I like, and this is unconventional when it comes to kissing. This is not, every, this is not everyone's thing, okay? But this is what gets my goat. Um, it gets my pickle in a... It gets my whistle in a pickle. Oh, gosh. Were. I like a little bit of a teeth clash. <laughs> And I remember the first time it happened, I remember thinking, oh, I should feel embarrassed, but I quite like that. Mm. So I a little, not like, you know, Janet Street Porter, but just a little click, click. It just, it, I love that. That, for me, is, I think, is a very, very... Erotic. I think it's a special intimacy. Oh, blimey. Do you not think? No. Um... <laughs> My parents messed me up around sex. Did they? Yeah, sex and kissing. Because I remember once I really um, chapped lips and I was like, eight. Hey, we've been kissing all the girls. Oh, they thought they'd be. And they cheeky. did all that stuff, and it, it just made me feel ashamed mm. to. Um, I hadn't been kissing the girls. Um, actually, no, me and Paul Lewis have been kissing um, Susan. Um, no surnames. I don't remember it. Kissing her on the cheek, just sat there in the. Oh, the that's cheek. sweet. My mum and dad were always kissing when I was growing up quite uh ugh. my dad was a very noisy kisser very wet lipped kisser I, I mean, when he kissed me like give me a kiss good night it was very wet lips he would I, i'm not a fan um dennis good evening good evening dennis now then you're talking about french kissing what about this fellow who wants to be french president oh Wife, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Neat dude. segue. That is br- segue <laughs> French word. Of and she taught him when he was at school. Hmm. Yes, his wife. He was fifteen, and she was. I think she'd got three kids by then. And she. Oh, was... it's like that bloke that ran off with the girl, and then he went to prison. Yeah, well, but they're not together now. He wants to be president, so he ought to be a good French kisser by now. Um, does the French kiss originate from France? No. I don't know where it came from, but I'll tell you what, when I was about, what, 15, and I didn't like, well, didn't like girls, girls didn't like me. No, I wonder why. 
And then my mother made me go to dancing classes, which I tried to avoid like the plague, but yeah. she crafty, she said. I said, look, I ring the academy half an hour after you've gone, and if you're not there, don't bother to come home. No. Well, I went there, and I thought, you bloody idiot, that you're getting your arms around a girl without having to fight for it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah. Great. I became a great ballroom dancer. Well, ballroom Until I met my missus. dancing. Uh, um, have you ever French kissed a lady when she's not got teeth in? <laughs> no, I haven't, actually, no. I wonder what that's like. I bet that's hideous. It is, I should think so. Yeah, I bet that's absolutely hideous. It's all just soft and pliable and gummy. Gaping crevasse. Yeah, I bet that's horrible. And people say that that'll be good for other things. No, I bet it's disgusting. I've got all my own teeth and so is my missus. So the box under the stairs. No, no, no. No, no. No, that's still fascinating. Well, good for you. Good for you, Dennis. Well, that's... that's No, no. When I was about, what, fifth, about 14 at school, your other school dentist came round. Yeah. And he had a pedal machine for drilling, so it was very <laughs> slow. But <laughs> he said, you've got to have these teeth until you're 18. Well, you know my age now, and I've still got them, so... Did they do that thing? It was very fashionable in the 50s, 60s, and the 70s to a certain extent, where on your 21st birthday, um, you'd get loads of your teeth ripped out. Loads of my da- my dad's generation yeah. are missing two or four teeth yeah. back there, and they were all ripped out. Yeah, like a preemptive strike. Yeah, 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 it was the, it was the done thing. Did you have that, Dan? Yes, because I sat in the school chemistry lab with two big punches of cotton wool out of each cheek, yeah. where I'd taken two top ones and two bottom ones right opposite each other, and I'm sat there. I've got white whiskers. No, well, there, there you go. Well, Dennis, listen, I'm going to cut you off. Okie dokie. Um, it was the done thing to take him out. And it, Sometimes and it, they had the whole set taken out. Had the whole set taken yeah. out. That was like, you're considered, um, it was a nouveau riche thing. If you were quite common, as a way of expressing you, you, you come into a bit of money, was to go and get your, your teeth taken out on your 21st birthday. Because my mum had good teeth, and everyone thought for a while that she'd had her teeth out. Yeah, no, you were just good teeth. Isn't it? I mean, it's absolutely. There were... Del- of course, dentists back then were, it was horrific to go to the dentist. People used to be absolutely terrified, didn't they? So, have them all out, job done. My, um, I used to go to the orthodontist because I had terribly wonky teeth. I was, it's funny enough, I was trying to remember. I was in Slough, I was trying to remember where the orthodontist was. And I've got no recollection. I remember we had to drive around the back of somewhere into this... Anyway, I don't know but he, I mean, he took some of my t- sister's teeth out and he, they, they gave her gas, the mask, uh-huh. so she was knocked out. And I didn't get that. They were phasing that out. So instead, I had to have about eight teeth taken out, maybe 12. And so I was awake. So, so I've not got phobia of the dentist at all, at all, at all. I go and it's, and it's fine. But what I do have a phobia of is... What I do find very discomforting is needles in gums. Mm. Even when they rub that stuff, you still feel the needle in the gum. And I have got, I have been awake for at least 12, it may even be 16, of a tooth being pulled out of my head. So I have got in my memory, recorded very deeply, the internal noise only you can hear of... And I'm like, this is from the age of 11 to about 15. And it was awful! Just awful going in. We're gonna go, go, go have some more teeth taken out. Flipping heck. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, it was hideous. I, I'm surprised I haven't got a phobia of the. I remember, um, I remember my, um, I, I, we, we changed. We changed. It was uh, an orthodontist in Slough. And the reason we changed was, um, I was having some teeth taken out and I was crying and I was, I was 11. And he told me off. Oh. <gasps> 
He told me off. They'll sort it. Come on now, pull yourself together, come on. And my mum went, I, I think she allowed the teeth to be taken out, but she had a go at him, and she said, we're never coming back here again. And then we went to a, a really nice dentist in Burnham that, that had a bit of a weight in this, but we jumped the queue. I suspect my dad bribed them. <laughs> That's what we did. That's what we did. 0344 499 I know I've got no idea what we're talking about either. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hidden away on page 11 of the mirror. Hidden away. In bet- just to the side of the Silla Black musical and Johnny Depp um, not being able to act. Um, tiny little four paragraphs. North Korea is accused the US of provoking a possible nuclear confrontation. I mean, that's just that's just hidden away that there's going to be a nuclear war. Can we not just take the leaders of those particular countries and just let them have a little fight in a padded room? The best, I'm going to say this, the best pop video of all time, and this terrified me, is uh, Frankie's Two Tribes, Two tribes. when it's um, Gorbachev and uh, Reagan having a fight in a dusty ring. And that that summed up you, what you what you guys don't know now with your, your pop music and your MP3s and stuff. That song summed up the fear of an entire generation. And that video, in, I, I, I was of an age. When did that come out? Eighty three. I was of an age. I thought it really was Ronald Reagan and um, Gorbachev having a punch up. I really did. I remember watching it. And being at because there were different remixes, and there was a 12 inch remix that said, If you uh, hear the sound of the it might it may have been on the 70, I don't know, if you hear the sound of the uh, the alarm, woo, then um, go and hide in your bunkers. And if there was there was a 12 inch where it was, um, and if uh, any of your party should die while you are in the bunker, remove them outside and make sure you dust off any radioactive dust. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, that was a pop song, guys. Played that, at parties. That was a pop song. I remember. I, um, because I, at that age, I liked the goodies. And I also liked the Thompson twins, bizarrely, but I didn't tell anyone I liked the Thompson twins. I liked the goodies. I liked, um, Ryan Paris. Remember Ryan Paris? No. Do you remember Ryan Paris? But you know, everyone does this thing. What's the first single you bought? And everyone comes up with some cool. Kind of no, mine was Ghostbusters. Well, well, that's a that's a cool one. Ghost- I only got that because Band Aid was sold out, <laughs> and, and you bought it with your money, mm-hmm. right? Okay, the first record I ever bought with my own money, and I've and I've lied about this because I I, I want to be one of the cool kids, but I'm saying it here now. This is because I. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is uh, it's um. Uh, Oh, hang on a second. Why is, why is my? Hang on a minute. Let's go and take it out of here. This is the, the and I've I've never told anyone. This is the first record I bought. I remember going to to Boots, and I said to Mum and my sister, "Go and don't come in. I'm going to buy my first record. What's it going to be?" And I I couldn't share with them what the um, what the record was. It's of uh, oh, oh, this bloody phone. Am I connected to the old uh, Wi-Fi? Let's connect to the Wi-Fi because that seems to work a little bit better. Ghostbusters is a is a decent. It is, yeah, but I mean, it was only by default. It's, it's still a decent yeah. uh, first purchase. I'd be very, very proud with Ghostbusters. Yeah, 
Um, I blotted my copybook several times after that. Oh, uh, well, exactly. But that's what it's for, isn't it? It's experimentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And it was an actual record as well, Ghostbusters, on a single. Yeah. Took it to parties, got my name on it. Yeah, yeah, very... I think my dad brought it around the other day. Um, here we go. Ball and trading app. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here we go, here we go. First song I ever bought. The 80s. I thought I was so cool. We are walking like in the Dolce Vita. This time we got it right. Here's the video. We are living like in the Dolce Vita. Like in a Dolce Vita With lots of music on Lots of music on I love this made in the Dolce Vita What is he? French? No, he's Italian It might be French, Ryan Paris, I suppose It's quite a French thing version of that purchase would yeah. be when I bought Spania, call me. <laughs> Do you now, remember Spania, that? was she the one with the big boobs? No, massive head. No, you're thinking of Sabrina. Boys, 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 I'm, I'm looking, looking for a good time. time. No, Spania was, she had like great big sort of poodle hair, yeah. white, white blonde, massive, oh, huge God. shoulder oh. pads, terrifying. And her song was, call me, call me. Baby, baby, call me now. <laughs> and she's Italian. Hang on a minute. This is, sorry, this is Ryan Paris performing La Dolce Vita live. I need to find out more about this. Here we go. This is a recent video. The guy is still alive. He's Italian. Please get Ryan Paris on the His show. Name is Fabio Roscioli. Hey, here we go. This is live from like about two years ago. This is incredible. All right, let me see if I can find him. Here we go. Get him, get him on the show. I will. I want Ryan Paris. We held like in the Dolce Vita. This time we got it right. Oh, baby. I want Ryan Paris on this show. This is awesome. I'd heard it because we went on a holiday to Spain with, um, um, with the fella who looked like Terry Griffiths. Um, his family. What were they called? Trevor, I think his name was. And, um, yeah, and I bought it, and I thought I was so cool. And it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a terrible, well, terrible record. In the 80s, the Italians were big on pop. Yeah. Clearly. Yep, 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 yep. Ryan Paris. Apparently he's uh, going to be collaborating with Mac DeMarco. Really? Let's get Ryan Paris on the show. The, the Ryan Paris... Um, there he go. he's got his own website. ...comeback it. starts here, guys. Uh, <gasps> I, 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 it looks like um, Jimmy White. I think that picture's been compressed. <laughs> I'm contacting him now. Wipe all your fields away. In the Dolce Vita.
See, well, he's, 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 he's singing about the Dolce Vita, the good life, but he's actually he's miserable. Yeah. So, um, it's actually it's a very sad tale. It's a very sad tale. Um, I feel, I feel, um, like I've lifted, a, a great weight has been lifted. I've confessed that that was the first record I ever bought. It wasn't the first record I had. First record I bought with money from my own pocket was that. And I think I've probably still got it somewhere. Great record. Well, Great I'm going to write to Mr. Arthur Cannoli, who is representing <laughs> Ryan Paris these days. Arthur Cannoli. Holy Cannoli. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Let's get him on. I will. Let's get him on. 0344 499 is the telephone number. I, I'm always suspicious of these. Um, when people do their, the first record I ever bought, and celebrities go, well, the first record I ever bought was uh, was uh, Bob Dylan. Um, uh, really? First record I ever bought was the Rolling Stones, Paint It Black. Oh, come on, guys. No, it's not. It's not a kid's record. No, come on. What was the first record you really... And I've done that. I've lied. I've lied. I've, I've, um, I've bent the truth a little bit, but... Um, you know, if you want to phone in and be honest, and be honest and say yes, the first record I ever actually bought was awful, was embarrassing, and this is what it was. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I'm always here's the thing, dear listener. Always be suspicious of open auditions um for films and musicals mm-hmm. always be suspicious okay because there's been a lot in the press and i better be a cracking show a lot in the press the last couple of days about these Scylla black open auditions for the new Scylla show i've got a feeling they've got their artists lined up already i mean i don't know but they will i mean they will have who is it sheridan morley sheridan smith okay sheridan morley's the fat old man yes. i doubt it'll be him but yeah. you don't know could be an avant-garde production um i've i've, I've got a feeling um, because it always looks good in papers doesn't it to have girls queuing around a blog yeah oh it's great and I, I must admit i went for an open audition for I went for an open audition for um, the movie Empire of the Sun. Oh, really? And do you know who got that? Christian Bale. Yeah, exactly. He was always going to get it. My granddad wanted to send me to an audition for Tracy Barlow. You say that um, with uh, a curt voice. What happened? It was uh, during the time when she'd been sent upstairs with some tapes, so it would have been me coming back down again. I wanted to go, Dad said, and I quote, over my dead body. Oh. Sadly, I couldn't... Well, if you'd have been any good as Tracy Barlow, you'd have pushed him down the stairs. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it was. Um, Those things never come... And and, and what they do often in open auditions is they've got to look. And I stood outside a theatre with about 500 other people, and they went, "Um, you, and you, and you, everyone else, you can go home. Thanks very much. And I was gutted, you know, and I was... I don't know what I was, 15, 16. uh, And I do just wonder, I do just wonder, when with something like Scylla, it's great for drawing publicity, because now we're talking about the Scylla Black musical that's Mm -hmm. going to... I tell you what, there's going to be a dusty Springfield musical (gasps) by the guy that directed Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. You know, the the, um, the thing with... um, Kathy Burke. Yeah. Um, And they're kind of starting that. That'll be good. That'll be good. I also heard that they're going to do a Britney musical in the style of Mamma Mia. So, Britney songs, different story. Um, Let's just think about that for a second. (laughs) Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Say, don't stay out the lake with the bad boys. Oh, 
always shoot the pool, Giuseppe, from the Blanca school. That's my mama, talk all the time. But to make me sick of the thing I gotta do, I can't get the no kicks, got to follow stupid rules. Boy, to make me sick, just to make a lousy box, not to feel like a fool. That's right, mama used to tell oh, what's the matter you? Interesting. Look, I'm laying that on YouTube. Guess what the next song that comes up is? Ultravox Vienna. No, it's this. <laughs> Hang on a second. Tell me the duck story. Oh, no. Bum, bum, bum. No. Ba-dum, ba-dum. no. So that seems to have fallen down the annoying um, <laughs> thing. Um, and that song, Shut Up Your Face by Joe Dolce, was huge. I'm going to say 81. It's 81. And I remember it being on top of the pop. He's, Aus- he's Australian. He's born in America, lived in Australia, so he's not Italian. Um, and it was absolutely huge. He now says that it's um, a, a song about um, uh, migrants and how, you know how we should treat immigrants and we should you know be more welcoming to people. Really? Yeah. I thought it was just a bit of fun. It's a great. It is a great song. Now I do wonder with songs like that that are so good and obviously always destined to be a one-hit wonder. What was the follow-up? Was the follow-up? You know, um, oh my mama, she's so stupid. <laughs> Or was it a serious, heartfelt... And now one for my folk album. I tell you where I've been really 
concerned about. You know, when when I'm ill, I get concerned about odd people. I've been really worried about David Cassidy. Mm-hmm. But the people that... I've been so concerned, genuinely concerned, about the people that bought the extreme albums, Porno Graffiti 1 and 2, on the back of More Than Words, and expecting the whole album to be uplifting power ballads, when that was the only song that was a power ballad, and the rest was like hard thrash metal. I've been feeling really bad for you. Yeah. I think, I think... If you don't like what you see here, get the funk out. Get the funk out. Get the funk out. Wowzers. I know. My mum went flipping spare. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Bad enough when you saw the title. There's a, there's a Kiss song. Kiss in the 80s. I mean, I'm a big fan of 70s Kiss and Reunion Kiss. 80s Kiss, I've got very little time for. But they have a song called I Just Want to Forget You. Okay? But the chorus goes, and I've got to be so careful. They can't fit the whole thing in the... Like, sorry, the chorus is, I just want to forget you. I just want to... F- and they... <laughs> oh, no. So they say fog, but they make it sound like I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna forget you. Wow. It's, I mean, that's, and I've also got a video of Kiss. Um, they're, they're doing like an acoustic thing and they, uh, they get a kid up on stage, like a 10 year old kid up. Right? Inappropriate. Ah, uh, you know. What were his parents thinking? Yeah, they, they were parents Kiss is it. all about, um, but it's a 10 year old girl, it? it's a 10 year old girl going, let's put the X in sex. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bad enough, I told you about going to the uh, well, Biggins, Biggins concert and uh, they're all doing talents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was a lad that stood up and sang Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Oh, that's about... So, I'm in love with your body. Oh, yeah. And all the kids were singing along to the chorus yeah, and I was yeah, thinking, yeah. oh... And all the parents were shifting uneasily in their seats oh. and reminding ourselves that to the kids it's just a song. The There's a very... A and I know you're not supposed to mention it now... But there is a very good gag in the Cosby show when he catches the young one oh. singing... Um, do it to me all night. Do it to me all night. Do it... <laughs> what do you think do it to me all night long means? Do my homework. That's yeah. what she does. That's Rudy. a great gag. It's a great gag. That's what I used to talk about. I used to love the Cosby show. I did. And then I saw, then a trailer popped up on Netflix. And they've got this thing on Netflix where they make loads of pilot episodes and they'll make a series of one. I'm not watching it until it's a series, okay? And there's one called uh, Jean-Claude Van um, Johnson. Oh. He's like, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme, but he's a special agent, right? (laughs) But, uh, 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 or something, I don't know. So I watched the trailer for it. I wasn't going to watch the episode. And and he's he's very stern older black woman talking to him thinking, I know that woman and it came up Felicia Rashad <gasps> Cosby's Claire wife Claire yeah. Huxtable and let's be honest was there any woman sexier than Claire Huxtable in the 1980s beautiful. in those satin wow. pyjamas wowzers wowzers I mean I hope she um, you know she, she checked her drinks and stuff with Bill Cosby around but she was one beautiful woman mm-hmm. Felicia Rashad gosh Lisa Bonet yeah, she uh, was. She went out with... Um, Kravitz. Kravitz, didn't she? I, I I always thought she could do better than Kravitz. Well, so did she in the end. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Yes, Ian? Hi, how you doing? Okay? Yep. You were talking about first records that you bought, um, well, earlier on. Yes. Generally, we stopped the cavalry. I don't believe you. It was. I don't believe I you. That's a good record. Ge- genuinely, it was. I don't... I, I don't... 
believe anyone who phones up and says their first record was something cool, I do not believe it. Genuinely, it was 79p from John Menzies. And it that is, the um, that's, that's, that's um, jo- Jonah Louis' second best song. His first best song, of course, is... Uh, if you, if someone, uh, you want to see me in the kitchen at parties, you always or find him in the kitchen at parties. Uh. You and do you know there was an advert for IKEA <laughs> where they used that song? Yeah. They used that song. And that, the video was like a house, and you know, they walked through it, and they'd be singing it. Jonah oh. Louis was in that advert. There's a brilliant oh, bit. There, yeah, he was in the kitchen, and as they walked past, the two men went, "All right, Jonah." And I thought, what, a, what a delightful. He'll get a few quid for that. Yeah. What a delightful little nod that hardly anyone will pick up on. All right, Jonah. Uh-huh. Beautiful. I thought that was a, well, a really that. nice. Uh, I thought it was a really nice little um, little touch. But I'm not. I do not believe you, Ian. That Genuinely, I promise you. I, I, I was. Okay. I've, I've still got it somewhere, but it was a 79p in 1979. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll take your word for it, but I don't believe you. Um, what's Jonah Louis up to these days? He was all part of the. Um, um, what was that record label that had um, Elvis Costello and Nick Lowe and um, kind of punk but not quite punk? Stiff. Thank you. I think he was part of them. I think, and I mean, and two magnificent songs. I mean, I don't. I I, I remember I had an album. I bought an album of Jonah Louis right when I was a bit older in my twenties. I got it for ninety nine p, but it was so heavy. It was such a heavy piece of plastic. I, I, I was never able to find a, a turntable that could play it. It would just slow everything down, so I chucked it in the end. Did you never hear the uh, 1981 release Shaggy Raggy? <laughs> no, I didn't hear Shaggy Raggy. But even, even if he'd, he'd never done another good song, and I don't believe that for a second, always in the kitchen at parties and stop the cavalry. Two absolute classics. Classics. Real name? Oh, good. This is a good... What was Jonah Louis' real name? Um, Graham Lloyd? No. Go on. John Lewis. Was it really? Yeah. I'm that good. Yeah. Oh, I like him. I love that advert with uh, the IKEA advert, and he was in it. I thought, well, that was a nice little touch. They didn't need to do that. That's classy. He re-released it on the back of that, didn't he? Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Always fun. I like... Here we go. This is the last 45 minutes of the show. Bruce, Ray and Paul, wait, your turn. Um, Songs with bored girls in. Anything by the Human League. Anything by Banana Rama. There we go. Now we're talking. Songs with bored girls. I love bored girls on record. I love it. Uptown top ranking. I don't know that. Yes, you do. I don't know, mate. Yeah. You got what? I'm strictly roots. That one. No. Oh come on! Everyone knows that one. Um. I'd rather Jack than Fleetwood Mac. They're quite bored. Reynolds girls. Yeah, the Reynolds girls. The Reynolds girls. I love that. The Reynolds. Uh, I'd rather Jack than. I thought Alicia's attic were rather bored. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah, weren't they? Good Ki- for I'm going to throw in one here that might be controversial. Yeah, Kim Wilde. Oh, she was bored. Yeah, she was always bored. The '80s were very big on surly girls. Yeah, I like. I, I do like bored girls on record. We'll do that for the last 45, as well as, well as anything else you fancy. 0344-499-1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut After Hours Conversation for the Up All Night Generation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, Ray. 
Evening, hip, hip, hip. Yes. How lovely it was to hear that Ryan Paris track, that really made, made my night. It's a great song. It's a great song. All of his songs, I even bought it as well. well. It had a pink label, if I remember right. Yeah, well, there you go, you see. He'll be coming on the show soon. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Bring it on. Anyway, first record I ever bought was one of those, uh, you remember those Ronco compilations? Yes. Um, it was called Overload, and it came out, it had like a, a guy done up as Frankenstein on the front cover. Oh, it was an overload and, of um, hits. Yeah, Monster and hits. it had, um, about 1982, so it was, uh, like, stuff like Tight Fit and <laughs> Kim Wilde, um, what was that bloody band? Fun Boy 3. Why, why was, the first record you bought was an album? Yeah. Hell, that's not the natural order of things. I know, because it's... But I guess I had the money on me. And, uh, anyway, the first um, single artist album I bought was the Kids From Fame soundtrack. Have you ever... Star Maker. Oh, yes, yes. I had a Fame makeup set that came in <laughs> a record, yeah, a record-shaped box, and it had uh, leg warmers with it. Kids From Fame, live at the Royal Albert Hall. I thought they were amazing. I, I remember the other... This is another thing I remember the other day. I, one, at one Christmas when it was the thing, I got, me and my sister got leg warmers for yes, Christmas. Yes. I had leg warmers. I wore them and out. I put, I put them on and thought you had to pull them up like trousers. And my mum went, no, no, don't be so stupid. Put, you put them down here. You just have them around there. Why don't, what, why would, so you, but leg warmers are the weirdest thing. Mm. What is, because I had body warmers. I like, but they're called gilets now. Which yeah. I, I like to body warmer. I might, I might buy a body warmer actually. I used to wear them all the time. I was famous for them. <laughs> uh, but a leg warmer. Yeah. That's a so weird. dancers. Yeah. Keep, once you've warmed up, you want to keep those calves. Is that what it's for? Uh -huh. Yeah. Is, and there's I science. Used to wear them for ballet. There's yeah. science behind that. Yeah, is yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, Do people yeah. still wear them? Yes. Right. Thank you very much uh, for introducing <laughs> the kids of fame. I had pink ones for ballet, blue ones for tap. Um, same day, I used to change my leg warmers. They all pretty much died, didn't they, the kids from fame? The, some sticky ends will come to, yeah. Didn't, didn't they? Didn't they? Um, let's go. Right here is where you start paying. In sweat! Yeah, and in, and in terminal diseases a wow. few years later. Yes. So who was there? There was Bruno. Delroy. Uh, hang on. Leroy. A bit racist. No, it was Leroy, not There Delroy. was Bruno, who's the, the classical haired guy that looked like a dog. There he was, was the pianist. Who was, uh, well, don't be so rude. Uh, who was the, the, the lady that looked like him? Because I had a crush on her. I always had a crush on the underdog. Oh. Mm, Doris? Doris. Doris. Now, didn't little... She went through a whole thing where she was deemed too fat, didn't she? Yeah, I liked her. Now, li didn't little, little Jimmy Osmond play um, someone with learning difficulties? I don't remember that. I... Because I didn't really watch it. My I sister I wouldn't have known who he it. was anyway. I am sure there were there was a story thread where little Jimmy Osmond played what was probably referred to in the series, and I'm going to say the word once, retarded. Mm. Um, and um, I remember them all kind of being nice to him and stuff when no one else would be nice. And I was even at that age just thinking, hey, you should be getting on with your studies, really. It's not your problem. But what exactly did they do? They spent a lot of time in the canteen. Who was the old Jewish... The, the old Jewish man who would get very, very angry, yes. and then they wrote Star Maker about him. Yes. Here's that guy, Mr. Mr. Schnobitz. <laughs> Mr. Schimmel. Mr. The old guy. I'm the old Jewish guy. <laughs> I'm the old Jewish guy. You of Arcana? No. Oh, you make a song about me, Star Maker. I'll cry. You melt my heart. Oh, I loved that show there so much. There was the um, very camp black gentleman, the dance, Leroy. He wasn't camp. Oh, come. No. Oh, come. He was straight. 
Oh, come he on. Was, Everyone in that show not was Not that camp. I would have known what camp was back then. I just loved now, it. Now, was Irene Cara in it? Because I remember, I remember th- if I remember correctly, they showed the series first over here, and then they showed the movie, and the movie's completely different. Irene Cara as Coco Hernandez. Coco Hernandez. I mean, I think that was the first time I'd ever seen nipples poking through an outfit. I mean, there was a lot of that. Um, but, because the film is um, Alan... Um, Parker. Parker. Um, and it's quite gritty and quite... It's, it's, it's quite grim, I remember. Oh, I saw it in, in a musical that they, when I was a student. And but the, series, the well. series is all light and... Fr- and I seem to remember that they showed the series and then they showed the movie. And so all the, all the you know... I mean, my sister would have been 13, I guess. All the 12, 11, 13-year-old girls watched that. And I think there's a rape in it. Or, it's quite grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coco, Coco and goes they were along all, the wayside, They were she? all traumatised mm-hmm. by watching this. Yeah. Mr. Shirovsky. <laughs> Mr. Shir- what were the What were the hits? I liked Star Maker. High Fidelity. They, High. they played that in a in a shop, didn't they? That mm. was in a shop, and they were testing out the equipment. High, fi- keeping it right, keeping it right. It's to- all right. High Fidelity in the shop. I used to fancy Bruno Martelli. I think that's where I get my Latino fetish from. Who was from. there? There was a hot cellist, the blonde girl. Laura Dean as Lisa Monroe. No, she was dance. No, it was Laura Dern. Was Was it Laura Dern? No, okay. Dean. Let's go to John. John, good evening, John. Hi, good evening. Good evening, John. <clears throat> How are you? Well, are you feeling better? Nope, feel terrible. Right, okay. Moving swiftly on. Yes. Uh, well, and hello to Catherine as well, of course. Well, uh, first record I bought ever yes. uh, was Disco Duck. Now this now I can Ooh, believe uh, this because that is a, that is the a kids record. Uh, that is a is a proper stinky kids record. The Disco Duck. Mm. Yeah, Disco Duck. I think it was about fifty p in Woolworths. Yes, it was in the charts as well. Yes, um, <clears throat> and then I advanced to. Um, I don't know whether these were released before or afterwards. I'm guessing it's going to be afterwards. Um, it was uh, Godly and Cream under your thumb? I never liked Godly and Cream. I always thought they were absolutely awful. Real stinkers. Yeah, guys. I quite like that track. Well, okay. And then uh, landscape, I Stein a Go Go. Okay. Are we are we going to get your entire record purchasing history up to to today? <laughs> no, no. Because the second and second and third, second and third, they don't count. No one's interested in the second and third. All people are interested in, rightly so, a number one, the first. That, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I just thought that you know, show I had a bit of taste at least. Thank. Well, no, 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 no. You, you, you've negated everything by saying it's said, not, the aim, it's of the, not game. the aim of the game, Bruce. Bruce. Hip hip hip. Yes, sir. So, uh, first records. So the first records that I I was too young to buy. I was only five, but I asked for was solid. No, 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 no. I don't want. I don't want you to even finish that. Uh, that is not the thing. That is not okay. the thing. It's not the first record. Cause I, the first record I got given is something really cool. No, 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 no. The first I, record. I, 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 the the I first record where you schlepped and you had one pound twenty or seventy nine p or whatever it was in your pocket and you went out into the high street to John Menzies to Boots to Our Price with the sole intention of buying that. That's all we're interested in, Bruce. For one ninety nine, I bought on CD PJ and Duncan's Let's Get Ready to Rumble. You bought on CD, but you're older than me, aren't you? Yeah, but that was the first, you, the first record the, or the first music I bought with the my own money. The first record you bought with your own money was a CD, but you're older than me. No, 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 no. I'm not older than you. I'm thirty four. 
It's a child. Second, so he's ten years younger than me, and I'm getting used to saying that. Because nineteen ninety four, I think he came out. So I was about ten. I don't know if we can count CDs. That was oh, a good that's song. All they had. Both, it was a good yeah, song, though. I like PJ and Duncan did a really good um, Oasis lift. They did a good uh, Oasis song. It wasn't an Oasis song, but it was in the style of Oasis called Shout. It's a good song, though. Mm. Mm. PJ and Duncan played My Fresh's Ball. They, 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 were, they were good. Um, they did wreck the mic. They did wreck like, the mic. Yeah, yeah, and then there was another one. What was it called? Sean. Sean Maguire. Yeah. Today's the day. Sean Maguire. He came on, he got booed off because all he did was three songs and then then he was gone. Sean Maguire, um, well, anyway, enough of that. Um, Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Listen, here we go. This is, this is, this is it. Listen to this. This is a great, this is, uh, I remember this being great. This is Out and Deck. Oh yeah, I remember this. This is a great song. A strange phenomenon. I wish the Smurfs would work out what they are. The, mm. the franchise just keeps changing, and it really, mm. uh, it really does annoy me. Bruce, excellent um, suggestions. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I saw a brilliant um, program. I'd like to remember. I wonder if it's on YouTube anywhere. About twenty years ago, of Ant and Deck on tour in Japan. It was. Uh, I bet they were big in Japan. Of course they were. Anyway, everyone's big in Japan. I'm probably famous in Japan. You know, I could, I could have a hit in Japan. I could sell out um, Budokan. I could set up Budokan. Any easy. Easy peasy. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Yes, Paul. Hi, right. Just it's not what I've called in, but what I've called in right but did you play that PJ and Duncan song? Yes, it is a rip off of an ISIS song. But you can maybe take it back even further. It sounds like something that Lou Reed wrote. Maybe. Yes? Can you hear that? No. Okay, th- think of that Lou Reed song that I cannot, that will not, but it goes back to a Lou Reed thing, the bass line from the Velvet Underground. It doesn't sound okay, like g- Walk on the Wild Side. No, not Walk on the Okay, yeah, that's my. Okay, I'll get to one. The first ever single I bought was on vinyl, you and are, yes, are, it, you would make such a good lawyer. Imagine him in court. His first thing—he definitely didn't do it. He probably did. Yeah, you're no, right. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, you're <laughs> right. I'm not, Catherine, aren't I? You are, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, I'll get to my point, right? The first ever single I ever bought on on vinyl that makes me feel old was Buffalo Stunts by Nana Cherry. Who, 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 who's that gigolo on the street with his hands in his pockets and his crocodile feet heading off the yeah. curb? Yeah, that one. Okay, at the same time, I bought the 17th single on the same day of... of no, we uh, don't want to know. I don't want to know. No one is interested. Stop this now. Because everyone wants to say, oh, the first record I bought was this. But the second record I bought shows how um, cool. wonderful and uh, well, clever I am. Day, no one's on interested the in the day. second poll. No one is it. No one has ever done a phone-in. And if they have, they're a bell-end. <laughs> on, what was the second record you ever bought? But I bought it on the same day. I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you bought it on the same day. You bought, you, the first record you bought was Nana Cherry Buffalo Stars. Which, by the way, okay. I don't believe. Okay, I will, <laughs> I will finish, I will finish by saying you talking about bored female singers. I will name the band The XX. The XX. They won a Mercury Music Prize for their debut album in about 2007, what? I think. No, I have not Googled it. Sex X. The XX. The XX. The female singer sounds totally bored. It was Sex about X. 2007. The XX. The, the, the XX. How are you spelling that, please, caller? The XX. The X. The letter X. Is it meant to sound like sex? I don't know. Thanks very much for calling. The there we go. No one's interested in the second record people bought. I mean, you're barely interested in the first. I just, it's all it's all filler, no killer. Oh uh, three four four four. Is it, uh, that face app is um, really doing the rounds? I like to think I was an early adopter to the uh, face app. Now you need to be an early stopter. Well, it re- there really is nothing funnier than getting inappropriate pictures of people smiling. That Robin Ince with the, the Morrissey covers, did you see that? <laughs> yes, it's brilliant. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. And I've done a few, you know, inappropriate ones. You saw one. I did. Couldn't even say it on the radio what I did. Unspeakable. Made them look old. Um, 0344 499 1000. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Rob. Hi, Ian. Good evening. Good evening, Rob. When I was ten, I got a job in a butcher shop, and the first record I bought was Boney M. All right, Rivers <laughs> of Babylon. Here we go. Now, now that I, now I can believe that that is a proper first record. Well done. Yeah, and it gets better because this little butcher shop I worked in. One day a film crew came in oh. and they said, we want to film Metal Mickey in here, and I met Metal Mickey. What? Mm. What the flipping <laughs> heck? You met Metal... Did you meet the gentleman who was directing it, Mr Mickey Dolenz? Uh, I don't know who he was. I was 11 or 12. So hey, it was one of the monkeys was directing it, you pudding. Well, all I know was Metal Mickey was there, and that was that. Boogie, boogie, and, boogie. Uh, yeah, it was quite annoying, actually. Uh, uh, well, he was annoying. I used to... Uh, Metal Mickey, for those who don't know, was a television series in the 80s about a, a robot that... Um, he, I think he had, like, coke poured over his control panel and he became sentient. <laughs> Directed by yeah, Mickey Dolenz, The Monkeys. I didn't know that. It wasn't the best programme, was it? Let's Shut up, man. Metal Mickey was class. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Rob, on that bombshell. Um, Steve... <laughs> Sorry, hello? Yes? Oh, sorry. Hip, hip, hip. I've got a bit of an echo. That's okay. These things happen. 
Well, uh, life is that. You're all right, mate. Not really. I'm flagging a no, bit. No, you're not. Flagging. Yeah, bless Never you. mind. Never mind. You've cheered me up anyway. Thank you, mate. I'm glad. This is, and this yeah, is why I come in, is to cheer you guys up. That's all right. That's good. It's, hello, Kath. Hello. Does, she, right? does Kath cheer you up? No. Oh, always. <laughs> but then I, go, then I go home, guys, and I cry. I know. I listened to... Um, I was listening to... Um, I listened to LBC on the way, uh, when I got home. Not on the way home, because I was in a cab, and I, I got home. And they were talking about um, loneliness, right? You remember something we talked about? Because it's... Um, the Joe Cox Foundation has done a report that, that says that there are like one in ten men yeah. are lonely or something, and um, I thought, yeah. oh, that's that's really good that that is that is coming out. And I did say about six months ago, oh, this will be the next the next big thing, loneliness. Um, I thought oh, it was really good. To... And so the phone in was basically the host going, well, of course, twenty years ago we'd have. Hey, thank you, cool guy. Of course, yeah. 20 years ago, we'd have all been... Oh, he's not Polish. I don't know. No, he's not. He's 20 yeah. years ago, we'd have all been down the pub. But since the pub has closed down, men it's, are becoming... He was saying the pub, the pub closed. It's not what loneliness no. about. Loneliness is just this inherent the darkness, this weight that you carry within your soul. That you go, It doesn't matter whether you're in a pub or in a theatre or at work or at home. It's this, this thing that is living and breathing within Did you. Did you hear the guy ring up basically to boast about what a brilliant life he's got? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great one. Right? So you've got all these blokes ringing up saying, yeah, you know, I've lost tr- touch with my friends. It's just what happens with life. Or this one bloke rang up and said he'd gone, uh, finished work on something like the 13th of December and gone back on the 11th of January and not spoken to anyone yep. the whole time. So then this bloke comes, this, <laughs> this joker comes on mm-hmm. says, well, you know, I think half the thing is, you, you know, you've got to go out and get out there and talk to people. I go, salsa, da- I'm an excellent dancer. I'm a brilliant dancer. I'm 70, but I'm very, very fit man. And it was just like a list oh, of then. boasts. Yeah. Jeez, I geez. can talk to someone in a library, he said. I can just, I just strike up friendships. Like, okay, so... This isn't about you. Maybe you should put the phone down. <laughs> <laughs> listen and listen. But it's good that it's been, it's good that it's being talked about. And when I feel a bit stronger and a bit more up to it, we, we might do something. Anyway, Steve. Cool. Yes, 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 yes. Right. First choice. Yes. No, no, no. The band. What? Uh, and it was called Smarty Pants. Sorry? The first record I ever brought. Smarty Pants. You should listen to it. It'll make you laugh. I bet. Well, can you sing it to me? Oh, you're not, oh, what did he say to something? <laughs> Wait, steady. Who's it by? Yeah. Uh, first choice. Smarty Pants. Smarty first Pants. First choice. All right, well, Honestly, it's, 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 oh, and it's a hey. great record. Oh, it's on the Bell label, so it's going to be poppy. Here we go, here we go. Of course, of course it's poppy. <laughs> very hot 70s black women. <laughs> oh, oh, I know this. It's genius. Ah, that's a good one. That that is a that is a great that is a great song. I know. Either and it was thirty five p. Beautiful. You can't you can't oh. argue with that. I mean, there was something about clutching a, a vinyl record to your chest oh. and treasuring it. Ay 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 ay. Who else was on the Bell label? Oh, Bell. Oh, Bell was damage. Bell was pop. <laughs> David Cassidy was on Bell. Uh, I think I think Gary Glitter was on Bell. Gary Glitter was yeah. That's uh, what it was very it was very pop singles oriented um uh, uh, uh british it was a british label bell wasn't it yeah, yeah. it was a subsidiary of so. arista or arista in the united states carefully say arista there we go arista arista mm, yeah. arista hey before i go yes. can i just say that the, the, oh was it was it the bank holiday the first bank holiday when you did the three callers for the oh three? yeah 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 
I've really been meaning to, to ring you and tell you how much that was so cool and that was so good. It sort oh. of developed into such a really good idea. Thank you, I man. Think. I appreciate that. It was, it was, a, it was a punt, and, and I think Kath chose superbly. Um, and uh, But, yeah, I will thank you, Steve. I'm really glad you enjoyed it, mate. Thank you. Uh, and I think you should do, you know... I know you don't like doing themey things, but I think you should do them every now and again. We might do. I think we might do. And it t- we've now made a rod for our own back, Kath, because mm-hmm. the last two bank holidays we've done really special, completely yes, different things. Good as well. So we've got for the next. When's the next bank holiday? Oh, oh God! There's one at the end of the birthday, month. Oh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll come up with something for the end of May, Steve. Bless you. <laughs> Thank, Let me know. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Cheers. I appreciate that. It was good. It was good. I forgot about that. Such a lot has uh, happened since then. But yeah, we've made a rod for our own back, haven't we? Um, Unless we do something that's deliberately pony and say we're doing that. Yeah. When are we getting a Beatles uh, tribute? Are we getting a Beatles? Ah, well, oh. yeah, they've um, delayed that, haven't they? Well, but I said get the other one in. Yeah, and then they started. Then they started on and R, and after being all, um, did they? It's what happens. Oh. It's all about the chase with these people. Then when you turn around and say, "Go on, then." Guys, if you offer us a Beatles tribute band, then give us a Beatles tribute band. Don't dick us around. Don't jerk my chain. What the hell is that about? Did you read the email I sent them? No, was <laughs> no, it, was, it was pretty it much it? that. No, it wasn't shirty. No, it wasn't shirty because I think there was an illness involved with one of them, and the other one uh, was that. Yeah, they put it back, and there's still a chance that they'll come in. So, just got to be patient. So, I want a Beatles tribute band in this studio while I do a show. And then we, we just, you know, when we're bored of Paul from Stoke Poges, we can go, um, things we said today. And they go straight into it. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Love it. Jimmy, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, Jimmy. Evening, mate. How's it going? What you got for us? Uh, my first final yeah. was yes. by Jive Bunny and the... I can't remember the rest. I just remember Jive Bunny. The Master, the Master Mixers. Mixers. That's it. I think Swing the Mood, was it called? Jive, is it true that Jive Bunny made a fortune on that and then lost a fortune on that because they didn't get any clearance of any of the songs? Oh, really? Yeah, so they, had to, they, had to, they got sued by pretty much every... I think Glenn Miller, the Glenn Miller estate, certainly sued them. Um, and they had to pay all of the profits they made to the Glenn Miller estate. Plums. Isn't that outrageous? Well, I, mean, I remember getting it. Um, I loved it because it was the art. It was like a brick wall, leaning up against a brick wall kind of thing. I remember getting it from, I think it was Smith's. But I, I, I never forgot it. I always had, I wish I still had it now. But um, It was, you know, um, oh, who was Jive Bunny? We never uh, we never found know. out, did we, who these uh, these people were. Um, weird, but they, weird. they had a couple of hits, didn't they? But that was... Um, that was it, and it and it, it, it bankrupted them. <laughs> I think. It's an I embarrassing be, first, man. But that's a proper first, first record, Jimmy. None of your um. Oh, I bought that. You know, going underground by the Jam or any of that. Yeah. It was Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers. Yeah. Swing I the mood. I remember my second was. Uh... No, we're not interested in your second. No one's mm-hmm. no. That's not the phone. The phone in is not the second record that you bought. The phone in is the first record that you bought. And honest answers. Only, please. Oh three four 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 nine. I know who Jive Bunny were. Go on. Doncaster DJ and producer Les Hemstock. Oh yeah. Uh, father and son team John and Andrew Pickles. Uh, is it true they went bust? Or have I done them a great disservice? Swing the mood. That's why I like. Let's party. Let's have a look. Mm, <laughs> let's get the uh, inside scoop on those guys. It doesn't say. Oh. It doesn't say. Oh dear. Oh well, maybe, maybe I've got that wrong. But I'd, I'd like to. Uh, 
I like to think that uh, I got that right. Um, oh, here we go. The original European medleys featured the original recordings by the original artists. Legalities prevented certain of the original recordings to be re- reused in America. So the American Jive Bunny releases substituted later re-recordings of the same tunes. Well, that's like... Um, do you remember the Stars on 45? Stars on 45. We're going to keep those songs alive. Yeah. Do you remember Twist and Shout? Uh, and it was all like versions of Knock... Uh, knock Price. Knock Price? Cut Price. Knock Rate. Not, well, not down. Thank you. Versions of Beatles songs yeah. um, that sounded sounded pretty. Uh, that sounded pretty good. But 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 uh, convinced. There was a phase, a fad in the early eighties of doing um, medleys of well, things. My oh. dad told me about used to be able to get these records where it'd have all the hit parade on it, but none of the actual artists. Yeah, and you know, I used to do all them. Mm-hmm. Elton John. They're, oh really? Yeah, yeah, they were at the top of the pops albums. So it was like it was all the hits of the day, but um, for like a third of the price because yeah. it wasn't the artist, and it was all Elton John. And they so they're now kind of quite collectible. Wow. Here we go. Here's the here's the um, stars on forty five, um, the Beatles. Here we go. Hang on a second. Let's do it. Oh, this takes me back to parties when I was a kid. Boogie like disco. Love that disco sound. There we go. Faux Beatles. Grand's front room all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, just no thought done. All that same. or something probably all, all good pop music comes from germany <laughs> yes paul hi can i say one final thing to you tonight ian that might make you think no um you've been on about a dozen times you muppet oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um telephone number if you want to uh give us a call you're more than welcome to uh we just but i don't like giving the woman publicity but katie hopkins um, Katie Hopkins tweeted. You seen this? No, I don't. I blocked. Dear her. black people. No, she didn't. If your lives matter, why do you stab and shoot each other so much? Oh my god! <laughs> that is brilliant. I mean, <sighs> she makes a good point. Why do they? Their lives matter so much. The Black Lives Matter thing. Why do they stab and shoot each other? 
so much. Um, dear, dear black people. God. If your lives matter, why do you, why do you stab and shoot each other? What's that all about, black people? Why? She tweeted that. She's deleted it, but she tweeted it. She's such a dick. She's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond parody. It's beyond, um, you know, just meanness. And I know that we're, we're ever so slightly fueling, um, her celebrity, but, um, you know, LBC was once a great radio station and they give that gobshite three hours a week to spout her bile. I, mean, I don't believe she can mean. She just goes out of her on. way to say the most ridiculous things. I've spoken to her off air. She's a nice woman off air. She's all right. <sighs> this is the dear, dear black people. Why? <laughs> the difficulty is, though, when you are working for, you know... Hang on one second, sorry. Yes, Paul? I swear, please put me through. There is one final thing I've got to say to him. What do you want to say to him? Because you've been on quite a bit. You've been on quite a bit, Paul. Yeah, well, I've got one final thing. I'm not going to call in anymore. I've just got one final thing to well, say. Well, to Paul, him. you've been on. You've been on here about six times this evening. No, three times. Right? Can you just get a message to him then? Well, I, I'm not really operating a messaging service here, Paul. Alright. Uh, I think he's a tosser. Sorry, Paul. Hello. I think he's a bit of a tosser. Yeah, and you're employed by him, yeah? You do. Yeah, he's my boss, that's right, that's right. But but here's the thing. Um, Sometimes when I make him a cup of tea, I put my dinkle in his cup. (coughs) That's, and that's a true, that's a true story. I put my dinkle, which is is postulating at the moment, I put my dinkle in his cup. No wonder he's got strep throat. Are you Australian? I'm from New Zealand, Paul. Um. <laughs> the problem with it is that she, you know, has a veneer of respectability because she's in newspapers that yeah. some people respect, and she's in on a radio station that a lot of people listen to. Dis- I think she's dis- a disgrace. Um. No, that's a boring story. I'm looking for uh, the last six minutes of the show. Ed's saying, "Do you want a cup of tea?" <laughs> <laughs> My favourite, favourite thing is when people don't know they're on the air. Uh, my favourite thing was um, Tim Farron on uh, on, on uh, Radio 4 earlier on today when uh, Eddie Mayer went, well, joined now by the leader of the Liberal Democrats, uh, Tim Farron. Tim, welcome. And Tim replied, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was wonderful. Welcome. Well, it's, it's, that, it's that known phenomenon. And it's happened a few times on here. I love it. I love it. Where a radio host will go, yeah, assume it's me doing it, will go, okay, um, next up is Steve on the line. Hi, Steve. Yeah, hi, Steve. Uh, I mean, Ian. <laughs> it will happen all the time. Paul, what do you want? Okay, I know that was you putting on an Australian or New Zealand accent now. I don't know what you're talking about, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going walkabout, are we? Yeah, I've got literally no idea what you're talking about, mate, but I'm going nowhere okay, near your I was bush. What I thought was a guy that was answering the phone. Well, then you're a racist. I I was live on air. Yeah, okay. Okay, was it you putting on an Australian accent? Honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. All all I want to say, one final thing. Okay, mate. Um, Do you think he wants a cup of tea? It's Liz's family. They've got nine boys and they're having another boy. Ten kids. Well, you'd think they'd learn that there's a pattern. 
and I, I, you know, listen, I, I'm not, it, I, I think they're working, but I'm not one of those people that gets angry, you know, gets upset with scrounge, or people that perceive the scroungers as not one to, um, you know, good, good, obviously they can do whatever they want to do, right? That's too many people to bring in the world, mm. isn't it? That's too, that's, that's selfish. I've, well, actually, having kids, I think, is a very selfish thing to do anyway. I think it's very selfish. But ten, ten bringing ten people. She's only 37. Good God. So I'm not, it's not in any way a judgment on them. I think they must have a few twins in there. Let's have a little look at what they've got. So, uh, they met in 1998. Uh, she became pregnant with Campbell, who was 15, and since then she's given birth every, almost every two years. <gasps> so as soon as one comes out, he pops another one in. <laughs> Harrison next, followed by Corey, uh, Lachlan. No, there's no twins. <gasps> she must love being pregnant. She's one of those weirdos. Uh, I've always used contraception, whether it's the pill or the coil, but I just fell pregnant. Now, the coil, is that a bit of metal that Mm -hmm. you shove up your fanny? Is it? You're so... Is it? Because I've heard it talked about in, like, American films, but honestly, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a bit... It's like... Is it actually a coil shape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does it do? It It catches the seed? No, it's it goes further up. It sends electric shock through the seed? No. It's nothing to do with the seed. Honestly, I don't know. It makes, the last three it, minutes, it tricks your womb into f- thinking that there's something embedded in there because there is. It's that, and they right. think it, so. Your womb thinks that there's it a baby pulses. in there. No, so it just means that you that your body rejects anything else, and nothing can grow in your womb because there's already something in there. So the, the, my I fire my seed up into a lady's tummy. Oh God! And because she's got this coil, and it's like, a, and you push it up inside you. The doctor has to do it and it stays up there. All right, I'm not offering. I'm, I'm not offering. I'm just curious. <laughs> it gets pushed up inside you. You don't do it yourself. It's Is it like battery, a... battery operated? No, it's just, it's, it's very low tech. I don't think I would trust that. I, I don't think I would, uh, I don't think that's an pr- appropriate contraceptive. Well, people have been trusting it for years. Um, no, as far as I'm concerned, there's only one contraception that definitely works abstinence two contraceptions that definitely work being hideous don't be ridiculous mate you know i'm talking about (laughs) it's the only way you can't get pregnant that way you cannot you try and have a baby from there it's impossible and that is why you're no longer teaching children biology. Because <laughs> I want to teach them about French kissing and my approach to contraception. <laughs> um, well, no, this is a very special episode of the Ian Lee Show. We suggest you listen to it with your parents and then discuss the issues raised Don't. afterwards. <laughs> There'll be plenty to talk about. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're a disgrace. <laughs> um, it's true, though. Now, that's it. We are cruising into the last minute and eight seconds of the show. I'm going to call a cab. Give me a give me a cab. Was that? That was me sending the recap. <laughs> I left out the detail about what we just discussed because <laughs> I don't think miming counts. 
It's true, though. Well, okay. <laughs> you you, 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 well, the two okay. aren't connected. Well, now um, we've we've laughed a lot. We've um, managed to hold back the rising nausea that I'm feeling in my gullet. This reminds me. This feeling I've got now is like when I used to do drugs at the end of the night. I mean, you just be like gurning a bit and fighting nausea. Nausea. This is what this is what it feels like. But guys, don't do drugs. Don't drink. Don't drink alcohol. Um, treat your body uh, like it were a temple. And by that, I mean uh, if you're going in, take your shoes off, cover your heads. No women allowed. <laughs> we will be back. Someone will be back this evening at ten o'clock. Until then, thank you. Good night. Election 2017 on Talk Radio. The spin, the soapboxing, the swing. But how big a swing, I'm not going to tell you. Join the conversation party. Talk Radio.